Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com movies and television podcast. I'm dying. Join me today, we have Caveman. I'm also dying. And Rascal. I, for once, I'm not dying. I will keep this podcast alive. <laughs> yes. If you hear a sound coming from my end, fuck you, we it's hot here. the torch to you, Rascal. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot here, and I need to have my fan on. Otherwise, this... I can't afford a new chair, and I can I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I can only destroy this one so much with my own sweat. Uh, <laughs> That's such uh, a it's big fabric, uh, so it absorbs it. Uh, oh, uh, mental images I did not need. Oh. Mental images I did not need. Can't you invest in like a towel? I I can only afford one towel, and it's currently in the bathroom <laughs> drying because I had a shower earlier today. <laughs> the only good thing I can say about this heat is that it has increased my cleanliness multiple times over because I now shower because I now have to shower twice a day. What is what has climate change come to? <sighs> Showering twice a day, sometimes <laughs> three. Man, they can build fucking sea walls, but we can build a fucking sun wall. Dude, multiple people have suggested them. Has anyone actually gone to the, through the effort of trying to build one yet? No, because it all would require space. Like, literal, like going into space. Dude, come yeah. on. Mr. Burns did it without going to space. Yeah, but... He's, he's a fictional we're character. All, we're not all Mr. Burns. There's only a couple Mr. Burns in the world right now. Like, yeah, so let's fucking Elon hit one of them Musk up and say, yo, and can you fucking build a sun wall over, over fucking Lindsay, Ontario? <laughs> and only Lindsay, Ontario. Fuck the rest of the country. I live here. What if heat's the thing that ends up pushing us out into space? <laughs> That would be just so it gets hilarious. too hot out here. So we fucking invest all of our money into space travel and like fucking inventing Dyson spheres and shit. Uh, I mean, what's probably more likely is we'll just head to the mountains and start making burrows like hobbits. That's more dwarf. Hobbits burrow in fields. It, I guess it depends what you call a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the it highest mountain slightly. in all of Ontario. <laughs> this hill we made maybe ten years ago out of leaves <laughs> that uh. is then composted and then put dirt over. Come, it's time to go to the highest mountain in all of Saskatchewan, and it's a pebble. Ah, <laughs> uh, prairie jokes. Anyway, we're here talking about movies and TV and shit. Yeah, the the moving things you see on your screens. Yes. So, caveman. You and I oh, said Deadpool 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, Deadpool 2. Um, not as good as the first one, in my opinion. A lot of fun, but not as good as the first one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's I'd say that's fair. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. I'd, I'd I'd like to incline to disagree because I really like Deadpool 2. But I think that might be just because I only just came from watching it maybe like two days ago, and I'm still on the post movie high of Deadpool two. Okay, You'll so I guess we should. So I guess we should say spoilers going forward for Deadpool two. Because we're gonna get into it. 
So yeah, I this just, movie, it felt a lot like a retread of the first one. Yeah. yeah. Like, whole scenes felt like they were just, like, remixed. Like, the I movie. actually... There's one thing that I act- actively had a problem with this movie for, and it was... It was a bit excessive on the gore, in my opinion. I like that aspect, actually. Yeah, there was I, there was a bit of gore. It I don't I don't like gore. Gore can actually completely ruin a movie experience for me. I actually have trouble watching the Saw films because of the excessive amount of gore. And Deadpool, like, it was funny, it was exciting, but it it was excessively gory in my opinion when it really didn't need to be it ended up hurting itself in my opinion because it decided to be so gory okay so that's my opinion yeah i never had that problem like gore has never been something that keeps me away from something like the saw franchise what keep me away from the saw franchise is the fact that they're terrible but with this i i, I didn't yeah. mind the gore and actually and i actually thought the gore worked a lot better because they were able to do Bigger things like the healing factor and such. Like like when the Juggernaut just fucking rips him in half, I and him just freaking out and like the like the, I can't feel my legs joke. I I yeah, really like that funny. joke and like the butt yeah. of that scene like being carried away by his own legs. I think the only bit I didn't like was when Juggernaut actually tore him in half. Like that was the bit that like hit my kick factor and I was like, oh no, it's too much. Um I don't know that they, I honestly thought they were gonna cut away. Like it's yeah. like I I guess I've been like conditioned by other movies, but as soon as I picked up, I was like, all right, so they're gonna cut away. And then we saw the tearing and the shit begin to pour out. I was like, oh fuck, yes, we're not awesome. I forgot this was R rated. See, okay. my problem yeah. wasn't is it R rated for you guys in America? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here it's MA fifteen plus. Um, and I still got ID'd at the cinema. Well, of course, Thanks. you sound like you're nine. Yeah, I I'm a small. <laughs> I'm I'm like five foot four, and I have the babyest of faces. Like even, even, if, like, even is, if you're like fucking you six grew- foot four, you walk in there, you open your mouth, people are gonna think you're fucking two children standing on each other's shoulders. The best part <laughs> is if you grew facial hair, people would be like, "Why'd you glue pubes to your face? Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> but no, my problem wasn't the gore on Deadpool. It was the gore on everybody else. Deadpool is a character who is made for gore. And I'm fine with Deadpool's score. It's everything else. Oh, it's the like other characters scene? getting blown to pieces. Characters getting their heads sliced off by bookshelves. Just excessive to the point of grotesque. I enjoyed it. The wood chipper I think was the best. Was great. Yeah, the wood chipper oh, was too fuck. much for me. I, that was too much for me. But yeah, I guess maybe they're just trying to earn their R rating over in America. They don't have to. They really don't. They've earned it. <laughs> yeah, like they kind of earned it just by content. They didn't. They didn't need to add the gore in. Like it felt like they were going. The first one was a very comfortable R. Like it yeah, had its was... moments of gore and swearing and the violence and the sex and stuff, but it never really felt super excessive. You get to this one, it's a sequel, so you got to go bigger. Mm. And plus, you have a guy I who you have, you have a guy who vomits acid. How are you not going to use that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it felt like they were trying to earn their rating over here. Because for me, I think if they didn't have as much gore, it would have just been a straight MA movie or even an M15 plus. So, so I'm like, 
I'm yeah. going to say this pretty respectful. I'm going to say this as respectfully as I can. As far as I can tell, no one in the movie industry gives a fuck about the Australian market. No, God, no, no one does. Um, yeah, not even the Australian industry cares about our industry. No. Yeah, it's um, domestic and China is what they care about. <laughs> so maybe they're trying to earn China's R rating, or they just wanted to do a lot of gore. Does China? I don't even know if China has a rating system. I think they just say, "Hey, this movie is good. Watch it for the party." China's still communist, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a lot about China. Okay. I'm not saying anything in case they decide that that uh, we've offended them. <laughs> All I know about China is what I've heard about in 1970s and 60s folk songs. We do a lot of um, government work here with them. Like, you know, we're always trying to get like, hey, do you want our imports and exports, please, China? Biggest trader, please, thank you. That's essentially Australia. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying at the top, uh, that opening scene, like that opening fucking 10 minutes of the movie, that just felt like the first movie, but slight remix. Just starts out with starts out with him, you know, do, you know, setting up the whole like I'm gonna blow myself up thing, which was basically the bridge. Yeah. Then cut. Then then in then like interject with mon- with monologue from him talking about oh hey how did I get here and then cut to sometime sometime previous fast forward a bit catch up and then we and then we have the same fucking scene again but done quicker and then continue from there. China does not have a system for rating movies. Well, alrighty then. Just banned on Wikipedia. Okay then. Yeah, they're just like, hey, this movie is good enough. See it. Pay your taxes. Yeah, and then from there, yeah. a lot of, and then from there, like the whole, the all the beats of it felt. Similar, like they, 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 I think they did enough in terms of like story wise, they're able to change things up a bit just by you know adding in the whole aspect about the kid and him and Deadpool turning for real suicidal. Yeah, well, in the comics, he's always been quite suicidal. Uh, he varies. Yeah, yeah also, I mean, yeah, Deadpool depending knows on how to kill lying. himself. Uh, he actually. It's, does, it's but tricky. Also does not in this movie. Yeah. Like he, anytime that he's tried to kill himself, he's come back no matter what. Yeah, but I could swear I remember there being a big thing where it's revealed, like, oh yeah, and I have like I carry this specific sword to kill me if ever I have to fight me. No, that's uh, I think that's Wolverine with the Muramasa blade. With Deadpool, he's like, with Deadpool, he has like gone up against people who are like, hey, I have this gun that turns off your healing factor. Comes back after a couple months. He gets like the top half of him atomized by the Hulk. Comes back after like six months. Yeah. Like the most recent, the most recent Deadpool thing was the Marvel Universe kills Deadpool, which was everybody trying to gang up on Deadpool because he killed Steve Col, because uh, he killed Phil Coulson under the order of evil Captain America. Oh. <gasps> I know, right? Deadpool went too far. 
Yeah, everybody <laughs> is after him, and I do not understand why. Like, yeah, Coulson is a fun character, but A, again, under the orders of Captain America, who, as far as he was concerned, was just Captain America. Deadpool like, went too far. But, but yeah, and then he's <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, well, yeah, so I just need, yeah, so I just need to fucking do. I need to kill the one. I need to kill the last person involved with fucking killing Coulson, and that's me. So he wipes his mind, thus undoing all character development he's had over the last fucking five years and reverting him back to what he was before all that happened. So you know, like his relationship with Preston, gone. His relationship with his daughter, gone. With Evan, gone. That's lame. Yeah. Does that mean they're gonna fucking reboot? We'll do another issue. Deadpool issue one is coming out again soon. Uh, yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, welcome to I'm comics. Just not allowed to love comics. Yeah, Deadpool's the only Marvel comic I have read or will read. So. Nah, dude, Runaways. <laughs> yeah, get that, Runaways. Get that real shit. Runaways okay. is awesome. Like, I don't even really read comics anymore, and I am of the opinion that Runaways, like, it definitely deserved better than it got in the uh, TV release. Yeah, and the new and the new book they have out is fucking great. It is like genuinely a fantastic book that is a really great story and thematic sequel to The Runaways. No, that's not about comics. Deadpool two. Uh, actually, I speaking think- of comics, uh, there, oh. I saw some. I saw like a thing of some other some people talk about the movie and. One thing that I didn't notice uh, that I actually do kind of appreciate is so so at the end of it when uh, Deadpool gets fucking like blasted in the face by fucking Fire Fist. Oh, yeah. His suit turns into essentially the X-Force suit, like the actual uncanny X-Force suit. Yeah, you didn't notice that? No, I noticed that. I noticed that. I noticed that. What I didn't notice. I noticed that. What I didn't notice was the actual storyline itself might have been a reference to uncanny X-Force as a whole. Because one of the first storylines with Uncanny X-Force is the X-Force go to kill a kid. And Deadpool's huh. like, nah, I ain't, I ain't having this. Huh. Yeah, yeah the uh, X-Force is sent out to go kill Apocalypse. And when they, like, because he, you know, reincarnates or whatever. And when they go and find him, he's five years old. <laughs> and so, And so then everybody's, like, having, like, a big moral dilemma. And Deadpool is, like... The only one who is just straight up, no, I am not murdering a child. So then Phantom X comes over, just puts one in his head. And later on, there's this great bit where everybody's like arguing and Logan like has enough of Deadpool shit. And so he just calls him out for everything that he is. He's like this opportunistic mercenary fuck who just doesn't give a shit about anything in his life and is just the worthless. And then his, then like Deadpool just gets the button of walking away and going, yeah, well, I never killed a kid. Uh. <laughs> and that's you know, basically, I'm, and that's kind of what this was. Like, even though he knows yeah. the future is terrible, everything's fucking just dog shit. He w- will not kill Russell. I like that. I like a hero who's like, who he might do all sorts of shit for all sorts of reasons, but you know he's got some hard lines, and he won't like, you know, have a moral con like crisis over it. Yeah. And I think we should stand any superhero whose first instinct is to like kill a pedophile, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was- Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been my favorite <laughs> moment in the movie. That. 
Yeah, there's, like both my friend and I, we were sitting in the theater. There's like five other people, but we like we were like like yeah when he shot the pedophile. We we're like hell yeah. So yeah, I think we should stand Deadpool on that reason alone. <laughs> no, he get he gets a full pass for that one. Like oh, <laughs> like when when like when when like. When they made it clear that the, those guys were um, abusing the like, children in that way, yeah, I was like, "Oh, you motherfuckers! You guys are gonna just like, like, oh, I can't believe you'd write something like this and not actually follow through on it." And then Deadpool shoots him in the head. I was like, "Yeah!" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah!" Yeah, just no, real nonchalant about here. it too. Oh, just like kind of, the, God, kind of gives a big speech about heroes and stuff, and then just. Yeah, and, there, like, Colossus is like, oh, no, we have to let justice, like, do its thing. And it's like, no, Deadpool made the right decision there. Yeah. Uh, Fucker with his secret sex lips. One of my favorite moments in uh, this movie, um, it's it's towards the end. Cable's got, got all of his guns and he's got his two pistols. And Deadpool's like, can I borrow one of those? And... Cable says no, so Deadpool picks up a brick. And I was in the theater with Jimmy. Anyone who has watched Media Whores knows that I have ragged on Jimmy for one comment for the rest of the series. And, and the comment is, we're going over makeshift zombie apocalypse weapons, and Jimmy chooses a brick. <laughs> and I was like, Deadpool must be a media horse fan because there's only one reason he'd pick up such a useless piece of crap. Seriously. Ah, it's so annoying that yeah, he actually and I think, uses the brick. And I think that bit right there was ref was uh the was this movie's right. equivalent to the uh counting bullets scene from the first yeah. one. Because like that even starts out with maximum effort. Because, yeah, like, can I, can I borrow one of the guns? He's like, no, oh, well, I'll use this. All right, maximum effort. And then just runs in and... Oh, the choreography in this was so fucking good, too. All the action, all the stunt and choreography and the action stuff. Yeah, all all the action stuff. Oh, <laughs> I also like how near Deadpool's death scene that, like, eventually, I think, got erased. Um, Colossus did say fuck for him. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate yeah, that was that. the greatest just, just thing. so hard, yeah. too. Just fuck. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I was like, good work, Colossus. <laughs> oh, and the lesbians lived. Yeah. yeah good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Yukio was a weird presence in this movie. Yeah. Just doesn't really um, add anything or do much to the story, but she just really fucking adorable. she added something. She added adorable. You need yeah. adorable in a movie like this. Yeah, it, I think it was quite fun that like she's like, hi, Wade. Hi, Yukio. It's like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> he can't resist saying hi to her every time he sees her. Yeah, actually comes back to say it to her again as he leaves. Yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> I think I think she added some bits to the movie, but she wasn't like, you know, she wasn't like Domino's level of being brought in. Oh, Domino was, so was fucking the good. best character. She was so fucking good. Domino was the best character. And I the reason I say that is because she played with Deadpool. Yeah. Like... So many other characters will just straight up shut down Deadpool when they're like talking with him. But he says, that's not a power. And her response is, you know, I'm going to let you finish, but that is a power. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think I read like when they were filming the movie, um, they kind of played it as like a sibling rivalry kind of thing. Well, not rivalry, hey, like a I'm sibling relationship. 
I'm all for it because that was a that's, that's a great way to go because those two characters played really well off of each other. Yeah, and it adds to the whole like yeah. family theme the movie's going for. Yeah, well, it, I think Deadpool did say that it was a family movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the start of it. it like, multiple times he stated it was a family movie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. say it was a normal family, but yeah, it's a family movie. Like the first one, that first one was a romance movie. It was a love story. So weird. As he said it. So weird. The first one was a rom-com. The second one's a family movie. Third was going to be a story about a dog. Oh, God. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised. Well, hey, now... now well, maybe... You know what it should be? You know those kids' movies where, like, um, it's like a broken family and then they come together by the end and, like, you know, the mom and dad are no longer divorced and stuff? Yeah. And there's, like, a dog or a horse involved? It should be something like that. What like, I was thinking... I don't know, they, was it was going to be like a Beethoven or a Marley and Me situation where it is Deadpool meets Lockjaw. Ooh, and Lockjaw just that would end, be good. And Lockjaw just ends up taking him on all these weird, stupid adventures. That would just be like, good. It's like, oh, shenanigans happen because the dog is involved. But this dog can teleport. Yeah, so that's what I want. And since they're both owned by Disney now because Disney is... Slowly amassing a terrifying amount of power. That could be done. Yeah, it has It has to be a dog movie next in order to fit the theme. Yeah, and then what's Do after that? Like, what, what, what comes after? What comes, what comes after a pet movie? Talking animal movie. Talking animal movie, yeah. Not like mm. furry stuff, not like Zootopia levels, but like um, Charlotte oh, like Webb. Like an animated movie. Homeward Bound? Homeward Bound, yeah. Yeah. But I think like an animated movie is also potentially somewhere on the uh, docket. If we get to that point, I think we'll be done. Yeah. Do you think Cable will stay for the third? If they do a third movie? Because I know... Well, I think they are doing a third movie. Yeah, I'd hope so. I just want to see more Deadpool in the in the theaters. Yeah, but presumably Cable is sticking around because they, because Cable did say, oh, "I think I'll stick around for a while." Yeah, and he can't really go back, even though the last five minutes, or I think even the credit scene was it's, yeah, dedicated no, it, to Deadpool. It is, it is the entire post credit sequence. Yeah, of Deadpool actually, just like time traveling around, finding all the terrible things that have happened, and just doing his best to fix them. It's like, oh no, Marina Baccarin got fridged. Well, let's go back and save her. Thank God I sharpened the cheese spreader. <laughs> and then goes back and kills, just like shoots, oh. suits, like shoots no mouth Deadpool in the head. Yeah. And then um, kills Ryan Reynolds oh, before is, he signs on for Green Lantern. That is so many continuity flubs. Oh. Oh yeah, it's the it's the X Men, dude. They they butt fuck time every issue. And I think there was another post credit scene after that. Because I definitely remember... Yeah, yeah there were two. There were two, but I can't remember what the last one was. Yeah, I don't either. Actually, now that we mentioned it, uh, let's talk about Cable a bit. I... I liked him. I liked him, too. Yeah, mainly because he kept... Mainly because like everything about him was just kind of played straight. Like, like, yeah, like, they didn't get into, like, the super intense, insane backstory for him, which, for anybody who doesn't know, he is the 
time-displaced son of Scott Summers and a clone of Jean Grey? Yes. And then, like, jumps around in time all over the goddamn place and all kinds of fucking insane, retarded shit happens to him. But, yeah, he comes back, pouches in tow, and to fix his big, stupid future gun... He just takes a bunch of regular day modern guns, rips pieces off of them, and just duct tapes them all together to make an even bigger, dumber gun. I see no problems with this. Yeah, yeah I know. No, that's, 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 that's not a problem. I'm saying it's fucking great. Like, they found a way to actually incorporate a lot of the really dumb, try-hard 90s bullshit about that character and make it work in a modern setting. Mainly just, also, mainly just by taking not- all of it 100% seriously with him. Yeah. Is he not telepathic? Yeah, like, he's one of the more like powerful telepaths. Yeah, I don't recall that from the movie though. It wasn't really in the movie. Him. Yeah, well, he doesn't tend to use it a lot in the comics beyond communications. Yeah, he's mainly just I have guns and pouches. Which I like that they did try at least like very little to bring that pouch thing back. The fanny pack joke. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. Funny. Oh, there was that scene with the fanny pack where it, <laughs> he got out his chapstick. Yeah. And then he looked Deadpool straight in the eye and he said, you remind me of my wife while he's putting on chapstick. That was yeah. very funny. Well, De- well, Deadpool's like fucking just tall their brain out. <laughs> oh, so he's got fucking, oh, the, the, the tiny, uh, the tiny limb scenes in both movies always freak me out. Like, They're hilarious. They are, they are hilarious, but I just can't handle... There was that moment where he got up and he was walking and TJ <laughs> Miller... TJ yeah. Miller was like, oh my god, look at him go. And <laughs> I was laughing that entire time, but I also couldn't look at the screen because the legs were freaking me out. Oh, fuck. Uh. What's, it, what's it called? Um, the cross-uncross, the reference to the... Uh, to oh, What's the movie... Oh, like he, I, I know what you're like yeah. Yes, Basic Instinct. Yeah, like that was hilarious to me because I'm just imagining on the other end, just oh, the Deadpool's gro- the, weird tiny baby dick. Yeah, yeah every, just, like just, Cable uh, even said, like you made me look at what a <laughs> baby balls look like on a grown man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it's weird that that skin isn't covered in tumors too. I think at it's like once it's you reach full point, yeah. Once it reached its full growth, then the tumors yeah. Then start then to then the super cancer spreads. Yeah. yeah, the t- tumors are supposed to be like aberrant tissue. So while also, the tissue's I, still growing, I also really like uh, when. So like after he shoots the pedophile in the head, he gets arrested and sent to the ice box where his powers are turned off. And I like that that entire fucking scene where the where the guys raise the collar on. He's just slowly dying of his cancer. Yeah. yeah that was really And normally really I'd good. be like, they wouldn't let that happen. But this is a shitty ass prison. Yeah. So, yeah, they would yeah. totally let him die of the yeah, cancer. It's about, it's a prison for mutants. No one gives a fuck. Which is actually a thing that I'm, that prison kind of says some things about the world that I don't think had previously been established in the other X-Men movie, like other X-Men property stuff. Just yeah, how yeah. shitty humans treat uh, mutants? No, that's yeah. been entirely established. Yeah. It is. No, it hasn't. Not to that degree. Yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah, I... has. If you, it just it's mutants. That everything shit for them. But no, like my my thing specifically is uh, is like 
mutants as a factor in the world. Because like, like the icebox itself was a fucking massive thing. These collars weren't like new tech. Like nobody brought these collars and we're like, what's that? Like, wait, wait, how did my, how's my yeah. healing factor not work anymore? Or some other shit like that. Nobody was like doing that. They just fucking put them on and everyone's like, oh, write these things. Yeah. Just having a just, precedent. Just, yeah, just like, having the, this has existed before in yeah. the movie. Yeah, like mutants have been around long enough that this technology and this prison has A, been built, B, been established, and C, has become a regularly occurring thing in this world that nobody's really surprised when they see any of it. And I like that. I like that. I like that it is, it's very, it's, it's subtle world building. And I really appreciate that in movies. In, does that mean that, um, remember there was that teaser while they were in the mansion and of course no one else was in there because they were doing, they were just doing the, um, yeah, X-Men stuff was happening. The X-Men jokes. Yeah. And then the X-Men stuff was in the back <laughs> from yeah. the other movies. Just, where like, the fuck is everyone? Mean, and then, yeah, and they're, they're just immediately to his left. Um, but that also, like, that, like, you know, they got, got a question. Does that mean that the Deadpool movie is in the same universe as the newer X-Men movies? I think so. I am pretty sure I that's what they're establishing. Up. Yeah. And also, apparently, the child um, representation of, I think, David from Legion, um, which I haven't watched yet, uh He's also in that movie as like a reference, but does that mean Legion is set in the same universe as the Deadpool two, the Deadpool movie? I don't think so because the because like the I don't think Legion is in the same universe as X Men proper. Oh, okay. So maybe it was just a reference then. Like like, like they mention stuff and references to other like other X Men stuff that happened and other stuff I think in Legion, but it is kind of a separate thing. It's like a standalone universe, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. Mm, okay. It's complicated and stupid. Yeah. All most X-Men stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Deadpool. Maybe a little gory, very much a family movie. <laughs> despite what, despite what the critics say, it is a family movie. <laughs> yeah, actually. Hey, um, fun story. Um, when I bought my ticket to go see Deadpool 2, um, right behind me was a dad with his two 13-year-old kids. Oh, no. And he tried to buy the tickets for them and then leave. Oh, no, that's worse. That's worse than me being ID'd. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, I was just like, hey, can I get two for them for Deadpool 2? And the, and the lady behind the camera was like, no, this movie is 18A. <laughs> you need to be present. I was always like, ah, fuck. I have things I need to do that don't involve looking after my kids. <laughs> Shit. I wonder how many times, though, that dad is like, you know, oh, I'm buying two tickets for these two so they can watch this movie. <laughs> and then the cinema's like, yeah, that's cool. You can do that. I think, like, more recently they've been kind of cracking down on that stuff harder. Yeah, I guess. Because that means... Like, technically, the establishment has, like, responsibility over the kids. Yeah, I think they, they are technically that. liable if that happens. Yeah. So they need to have, like, so they need to have the 
You need to have at least one person there of legal age. Yeah. But, you know, at least in that situation, the kids got, I guess, you know, stopped while they were buying their tickets. Well, no, th- we I think this movie would actually be here. great for a 13-year-old. Yeah. Like, like the, the amount of, like, juvenile jokes and other, like, gross-out humor and stuff. Like, like teenagers love gore. Especially when it's, like, really cartoony yeah. gore like in this. Yeah, teenagers do love the gore. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think it would be good for teenagers to see that shooting a pedophile in the face is the right thing to do. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. We should be teaching the children. And plus, one of the main characters is the 13-year-old, so fuck it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Him with his prism <laughs> wallet. <laughs> oh, God, um, I hate it. I hated that. I was not a fan. Pin. I'm so mad that that was useful <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh my god. I am just Oh, I am so mad that was useful. Me too. I wasn't a fan of the prison wallet thing. I wasn't a fan, but like oh god, I can hear you shuffling oh god, around in it. Pitiful. Yeah. It was <laughs> kind of funny. It was funny in the cell. Yeah. So, final thing, um, I have conflicted thoughts on this, but uh, Cable's kid is named Hope, which is a reference to the mutant Jesus, and I mean that literally. Yeah. Yes. Hope Summers is a problem for me. And I'm not 100% sure why. Like I, I remember, re- against mutants. like I remember, I, like, I remember reading those books, all the books with hope in them. Like I read, fucking Generation Hope. I read Messiah Complex. I read all that shit. It wasn't terrible. She just ended up doing nothing. That sucks. Yeah, like all this fucking pomp and circumstance put behind her, and kind of nothing happened. Like, even with her being one of the Summers, and even with her being one of the Greys, technically, or whatever, and getting the fucking Phoenix Force up her ass, that amounted to nothing with her, too, because the Phoenix Force got fucking blown up by Iron Man, then went into Namor, Cyclops, uh, fucking Colossus, Emma Frost, and a fifth person. Yay! <laughs> Which then led to fucking Professor Xavier dying, and then the and then the Red Skull stealing his brain and gaining psychic powers. God, comics are weird. All of that independent yeah. of hope. Then so shortly after that, saying, the original X Men showed up in the Megaro timeline, and things just got weirder from there. So you're saying there is no hope? <laughs> no, there is hope. It's just meaningless hope. Oh. Ah. Uh, I saw some um some like fan theories that uh popped up online after people were watching the movie. Oh joy. That Oh joy. Yeah, don't do that, children. Um that <laughs> Yeah, don't uh, theorize on the internet, you fuckers. If if you're gonna theorize it. on the internet, you better have some decent evidence to back up your theories and not just be spouting random ideas out of your ass. Or failing yeah, that, well, be funny about it. Yeah, yeah, make it outrageous, like Australia's on the moon. Something like, like us. That. But You mean it's yeah. not? 
<laughs> the, so all tell those you. monsters that are attacking you aren't aliens? Yeah, come on, dude. Australia is, dude, Earth? dude, Australia is too far south to be on the moon. <laughs> the moon can be... No, I'm not. Okay, my point is the theories that we're going... <laughs> I'm not going to disprove anything uh, because I'm an Australian citizen. And uh, I have a, a secret, a secrecy to uphold. Like, yeah, um, if, if you reveal the secret, it might get spaced. Yeah, but <laughs> but I saw some online theories that like hope is technically, um, you know, cable. No, 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 it's technically Deadpool's like daughter or something, or like you know, granddaughter or something, and that Cable adopted her, and that's why Cable sticks with Deadpool. At the end of the movie, what I um, thought, what I thought was that uh, was that uh, Cable actually ended up marrying Deadpool's daughter, or like granddaughter or something, and so Deadpool, so Cable is technically Deadpool's like number of degrees removed son-in-law. That's what I initially <laughs> thought. That's what I initially thought they were going for, but then I got to the end, none of that was there. So I'm like, well, that's out the window. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. Like, in it's the not movie. far more likely that you know Cable just bonded with the guy because the guy yeah. had strong convictions, and it's far more likely it. that this was in the comics, so they had to have it in here. Otherwise, people will get mad. I just thought that Cable had a moment of like, hmm, I like this dude, and like, hey, the family's all right back home, and then he just you know, save Deadpool's life because he's just that kind of dude. And also, he did make the comment about how Deadpool's a lot like his wife while applying chapstick to his lips while making strong eye contact with him. Yeah, that was, that was one of those things. That was one of those things that I kind of like, kind of like put me on, put me more into the idea that like his, that his wife is related to Deadpool in some way. See, no, I talk about the complete opposite, that De- Cable really just liked Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'll bone him. Like, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, also, another, another fun fact. Um, those two hillbillies that, uh, that Cable meets when he first shows up, uh, those are Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon. My favorite thing about that scene is just, First, you go in with the regular paper to get the bulk out. <laughs> then you go in with the baby wipe. And then you go in and dry, either with some toilet paper, or if you've got the time, give yourself a nice blow dry. <laughs> Which, by the way, folks at home, don't. Um, flushable wet wipes are destroying your sewer system. Yes, please take into account the fact that those things don't actually biodegrade. Don't destroy our world. Our no. sewers See, are bad I, enough. No, like, like I the world, fuck the world. That's fine. Movie. Don't destroy your sewage system. That's more important. Yeah, because you got to pay for that. Yeah. You yeah. live like, in there, that house. There, there are poor souls whose job is to go down and flush out plugs that are caused by all the nasty shit you flush down your toilet that isn't actually supposed to go down there. Yeah. Google search Fatberg. And just kind of get that. There was one the size of a city bus in, like, I think the London sewer system. Just all kinds of fucking, like, flushable wipes and exfoliating beads and bullshit like that. 
This all makes your butthole feel clean, but guess what? You're fucking destroying your own infrastructure, dude. <laughs> and it's not like the council's gonna put in enough funding to fix it. Exactly. So, uh, closing thoughts about Deadpool 2. Very good. We stand Deadpool in this house. Alrighty, caveman. Alright. And for me, yeah, uh, it is... It's solid. It is not as good as the first one, but it is still a very funny, well-directed, well, well-choreographed and directed movie. One half of the John Wick directing team is still a really good directing team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so assuming K-Man's computer isn't on fire right now. It's not. It's Outstanding. just... <sighs> I keep turning off auto-updates, and my best guess right now is that it turned itself back on again. Yay. So, Caveman, what else have you been watching? Uh, well, I recently watched another Batman movie. Um, Batman versus Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I've seen this too. Man, that was a lazy fucking mystery. Yeah. Like, Seriously. At one point in the movie, I'm, I'm spoiling it because fuck this piece of shit. Plus, it's been out for a while. At one point in the movie, Batman says, Jack's six foot three, 250 pounds, and left handed. And there are exactly two characters in the entire fucking film that fit, fit the build type and roughly the size. And those are Harvey Dent and the Commissioner. And I refused to believe that it would be the commissioner for the first half of the film. <laughs> because that would be the dumbest, fucking dumbest twist. But they thought they were being clever because everyone would well, think it would be the Two-Face. But no, it was the commissioner, Gordon. Well, it would have been clever if they had it in any way implied that the commissioner hated women. But yeah, they didn't. Up to that point, up to, like, the reveal, he's just been good old Commissioner Gordon. Gentleman, happy, friendly, stand-up kind of guy, acts like he's uh, supporting uh, Catwoman as she uh, sp uh, spouts out against the Ripper. Fine relationship with his wife. Turns out he burned her face with acid! Yay! Ah! You know, <sighs> like the Two-Face dude. Yeah, and then also, get, to, get, get to the end, then he's just like a fucking entirely different character. Also, the left-handed thing pissed me off even more because, hey, I'm, I, w I was born left-handed, but they beat that out of me in the orphanage. It's a way to justify not using my left hand at all during the movie. Because, you know, right. if you're left-handed, you're a communist. <laughs> and you work with the devil. Word. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just fuming right now. Before <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could see the like steam coming from you, I, I had one word to describe this entire movie, and it I can I can expound on this if you'd like, but that one word is lazy. The animation is only saved by the fact that they're using classical characters, so they don't have to do much to create them. 
And I say this because at one point we see Selena Kyle in a bathrobe and her cleavage is exposed. And the cleavage line keeps moving in freakishly unnatural ways. Yeah. You still there? Is anyone still there? I, I think I'm still here. Okay, great. Caveman just fucking stopped. This is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> I think it's Discord fault. No, I think it's a straight up computer fault. Because the auto updates is, I'm pretty sure, a Windows 10 issue for him. Oh, fuck yeah. Windows 10 did update recently. Well, that, that would fuck up someone's. Well, that, my friend, is why I need to go into your Wi-Fi settings, set it to metered connection. That way, it won't automatically update for you. I haven't updated in, like, fucking a year. I'm still on Windows 10 build 1607. The anniversary and update. I'm back. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, how's this Did been affecting the recording? my rant about the cleavage line? Yeah, we heard that. How's it affecting the recording? Because I am dreading editing this. Uh, it's stuttering periodically, and it looks like it's frozen right now. Oh, joy. So, yeah, sorry. My name is going with the master mix for this one, because fuck it. I'm really... I, I, it hurts. I'm planning on eventually getting a new computer when I can afford it. So, so any who's Damian. Yeah, it's just it's lazy. It it's lazy. There's that's all I can say about it. They were lazy with the mystery, lazy with the characters that they chose to include, lazy with just about everything. But hey, what, what about what about the orphans? They're named you know fucking Dick, Jason, and Tim. You know it's like the Robins. Yeah. It's fun. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> fucking lazy. Insanely fucking lazy. Hmm. Yeah, DC Animated's been in a bit of a decline lately. Yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, they used to be one of the few respites DC fans could have. They yeah. yeah, they used to be where you could go for a good DC movie, and now it's just <laughs> Batman Ninja and Batman versus Jack the Ripper. And Bruce Timm's weird obsession with having Batgirl and Batman fuck. Yeah. I do not, I genuinely don't understand that because it'd be like fucking your uncle. Just, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know we don't have video, but I definitely meant that, like, facial expression. Yeah. And he the keeps bringing it up. I paid, I paid to see that piece of shit in theaters. He keeps, this is, this is the fucking... This is Bruce Timm's second time going just like full on. This is a Batman story. And he brings it back. Because he initially introduced that in Batman Beyond. When Batman Beyond, old ass, old ass Barbara Gordon is like, yeah, me and Batman fucked. 
I know I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I just shrugged at that and moved on because I know it was like thirteen when story. we worked together, but like, fuck it. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> but okay, but at that point, you have to wonder. You know, you have to wonder about him. <laughs> like, this is probably you know. He's probably written fan fiction that he's got buried in his computer. Does Bruce Tim have a niece? Is that what you're saying into this? No. It's <laughs> not what I was implying at all. <laughs> I mean, like, he probably has Batman and Batgirl fan fiction on his computer that he was probably reading for decades. And then he was like, oh, yeah, now I'm involved and I can make this canon. That's what I was implying. <laughs> Yeah, he just has like just a bunch of archive of our own fucking tabs bookmarked on Chrome. Yeah, and like you know, he probably has a whole archive of like fan art, and it's you know rule rule thirty four and stuff. Yeah, you think it's just Barbara, or does he incorporate the other Batgirls? Oh, I don't like I don't do, like want the, to know. the Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown get in on it. I don't want to know. This is weird, Bat Harem. I don't want to know about this man's fantasies. <laughs> or or does he have a fantasy of Batman cucking all the Robins? <sighs> Just like he's going to be 75 when Damien gets his first girlfriend. He's like, oh, you're mine now. Come here, girl. I got my bat dick. Just whips open his silk robe to reveal his like knobbly old man boner inside a weird like robot suit. Oh there is God. actually one thing about uh, I know I know <laughs> Batman Ninja is an anime, but I do have to comment on this. Um, Batman has a bat tattooed on the top of his head, according to this movie. <laughs> you know, like ninjas. <laughs> God. Hmm. So before your computer kills itself, Cave, anything else you've been watching? Uh, I don't really want to talk anymore because my computer is going to commit suicide again. Outstanding. Rascal. Yay. Hi, I watch lots of things, so I can compensate for time. Outstanding. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, so I find a lot of weird things that I sometimes watch. Um, I watched two seasons of this show, and I think it's an all right reality TV show. It just has the worst name I think it could possibly have. And what's, what's that? The name Skin Wars. Oh yeah, no, I've heard about that one. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a reality competition show about these body artists um, competing to be, you know, the best body painter oh, of that season. Okay, but I thought it was about leathering. Yeah, well, yeah, like, it could be about, like, you know, the craft ship, but, like, my first thought when, like, I hear the title is, like, oh, is this, like, a documentary about, like, gangs and, you know, a The first thing America? I thought about was, like, like race wars. Yeah, like, race wars, like, you know, or, like, a, a gang war or something. Like, that's my first thought. My but thought no, process is going a down. painting show. My thought process going down in terms of, you know, priority in my head. First thing is like Dahmer v Dahmer. Just who can just who can like decorate this room out of who can decorate this room using nothing but human skin? 
Yes, that would be a reality TV. Second show. thing okay. was like tanning. Like I assumed it was. I assumed it was like you know like either straight up like just tanning, tanning, or it was tanning hides and shit. Yeah. And you know making leathers and like fine leather furniture and such. Third thought, drumming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make yeah, more that, sense because that, drums yeah. are called skins. Yeah, it's worn the skins. Yeah. But it's and not any of that. They're actually called that because of the fact that they were originally made with stretched uh, hide skin. Boom! There you go. I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, but it's not Hire any me, of that. Reality which, TV I mean, producers. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'd watch a reality TV show about people decorating rooms made with human skin. Give um, me your terrible reality show TV names, and I will give you a good concept out of them. <laughs> it'll give you an Skin interesting Wars. concept I'm, yeah it'll I'm, give you an interesting one maybe something you can't air but you'll give you something dude it's the internet age anything can be aired <laughs> yeah but they want like to put it on a mainstream channel not the internet have you seen mainstream channels all they're doing is putting their shit on the internet no all they're doing is hiring idiots from the internet to make TV shows have you not yeah. heard of CBS All Access yeah, I have no. heard of CBS The WWE Network. No. I have not heard of that wrestling? one. It's essentially it's essentially Netflix, but only for wrestling. We live in cost? great times. Just hey, this you want hey, you, you, you want to watch the fifth WrestleMania or did you miss last week's pay-per-view? Sign up for the network, motherfuckers. Okay, I just have to say this, Rascal. You think this is the darkest timeline? No, no, no. We're in one of the darker timelines, but this is a great aspect. The <laughs> darkest timeline is when everything is only available on through streaming platforms and piracy isn't available anymore. Oh god, yeah, then yeah, that's the darkest. <laughs> no, but, yeah. no, it's not. There are several darker timelines that are possible. No, but I don't want to think about the worst of them. <laughs> it's not t- TV does not determine the darkest timeline. Are you ready to pay seven hundred dollars to have access to three li- to have three libraries of TV shows, dude? That's what it'll be. <laughs> Still not the darkest goddamn timeline. I mean, okay, there's a point in time where the darkest timelines turn into, like, Mad Max, and that point, it comes into a better timeline. The darkest timeline is relative. Your darkest timeline is subjective. It varies from person to person. Then I love your world, because the darkest timeline is determined exclusively by television. (laughs) No, it's determined by the mega corporations, because guess what? They didn't stop at just television. They own everything. Are you ready to pay CBS for your internet? Guess what? If you do, you won't be able to watch anything by Disney. I only understand half of the names you're putting out. (laughs) What's CBS? It's an American broadcast company. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But not ABC or your ABC. Our ABC is like government funded. Honestly, I, I choose to pay Disney for my internet because then I get access to more shows. No, you don't. Because you got to pay extra for those. At least I have the potential for it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pay extra for those with shows, your Disney Funko Bucks. Like, more shows I like too. So, and if you don't pay them, then the, then the mouse then the fucking mouse patrol comes to your house and beats the fuck out of you. 
You don't want your monthly payments, ha <laughs> do they have to make the voice when they're knocking on your door and threatening yes. the life of yes, yourself they do. and your children? Yes, okay. See, that's a better timeline. That's a good <laughs> you don't want the goof troop coming after you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good timeline. <laughs> yeah, you just walk, you just walk up to the door and just see fucking like 17 goddamn mechs and one of them just goes, well, Gore, you're late your monthly payments. <laughs> and, it t- and it says here you opted out of your uh, Disney fun time package. We can't have that. We're going to have to break your knees. Yeah, and, and they all turn to Ed 209 because at this point Disney owns RoboCop. Best timeline. <laughs> Time Y'all ready to get high on Disney Disney branded nuke? Hell yeah! Whatever Walt's cooking up in there. <laughs> Y'all ready for all the Jews to die? Because Walt Disney Dad, runs shit no. now. <laughs> Can I kill the family now, please and thank you? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skin Wars. Skin Wars. Yes, very delicate bad title. Yeah, the. Reality TV series about the delicate race relationships in Australia, I'm assuming? No. <laughs> it's it's oh. an American... <laughs> it, it's not race relations in Australia. It's Australians versus emus. Come on, man. Yeah, come on, dude. You know, the emus are one color. The feathers, feathers aren't skin. Another. They've got skin. What do you yeah, think's underneath not... the feathers? More feathers. Not, uh... <laughs> <laughs> not infinite feathers. No, it's 95% feathers, 10% gristle. <laughs> no, it's ten percent legs. <laughs> Take it from a local. Oh, <laughs> uh, but skin wars—a very bad title for a, a reasonably okay reality TV show. Um, it's one of those competitive shows, but it's also like art, which is—I don't know—I've I've never really seen like you know, there's cooking and stuff, which can be considered an art. Yeah, but you know, I don't really see much of like painting competitions um so it was wild that they were able to make this and then call it skin wars like come on ultimate bob ross challenge new uh <laughs> yeah. new reality tv show on pbs see i'd watch that i think that'd be pretty cool the, thing, the fuck out of that here's the thing your clouds yeah. they're little but i don't think they're happy are your clouds happy yeah no like, no they're are, sad are you clouds. sure are you sure mm, that's gonna deduct that's that's some points from your final score are you sure those trees are happy little mistakes or did you purposely put them there? <laughs> like, you know, the, um, they were intentional, but the leaves are all happy little accidents. Yeah. You're bringing yeah. Gordon Ramsay. He's like, and, what and the I, fuck I, is I, this? I made sure to beat the devil out of it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a giant I, hole in the canvas because Satan was in it. <laughs> thing is, I had a squirrel in my pocket the entire time I uh, painted this because I won. Oh, the I last thought you were challenge. just happy to see me. <laughs> it was in his breast pocket. Yeah, it wasn't in his, it wasn't in his pocket. pocket. It was in his, <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to have a talk with some of your friends. Uh, 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 best timeline right now. Like for multiple yeah. reasons. <laughs> like one, he shouldn't be keeping squirrels in any of his pockets. But no, uh, this this series sounds kind of like Face Off. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, Face Off uh, was a Sci-Fi Channel original, like Sci-Fi Channel um 
uh, it's re- a very s- similar idea to that. Yeah, but instead of instead of just doing regular body art, they are doing visual effects and like adding on like makeup and stuff and the creature effects and such for like practical effects on people. I think they're doing yeah. the same thing in Skin Wars. It, this is the same thing. Like they do apply like prosthetics, but it's all to help the image they're making and like a, a lot of the challenges are them painting the people like the models into backgrounds and stuff oh, it's by rebecca romaine um, what the fuck yeah there's a couple judges um i've forgotten their names but i know one of them is um a very famous drag queen rupaul um yeah rupaul that's it and, like, you know, they present him as, like, you know, the queen of transformation. And, like, that's why he's judging um, she. this show. Doesn't RuPaul identify as a female? I'm not 100% mm, sure. Let's no, check. He, no, he's definitely a dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, okay, yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, he's but drag, yeah. not trans. Okay, drag, yeah. not trans. Okay. And I, he need, I need hates, clarification on that. Yeah, and he actually kind of hates trans women, which is, I mean, oh. odd. Oh, actually. Yeah, oh. so... Here's a statement directly from him. You can call me he. You can call me she. You can call me Regis and Kathy Lee. I don't care. Just as long as you call me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so boom, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know because I'm in, you know, the queer community. Like, because we, we're all gossiping. We're all gossiping. Um, he absolutely, like, he, he really hates trans women, even though he's a drag queen and he does, like, a drag queen show but whatever i don't really care for him um, RuPaul's drag race yeah that's it RuPaul's drag race um but yeah so he's one of the judges and like he, he does his thing on the show and then there's two actual professionals that are in the profession who actually do a lot of the judging um so i guess they just needed a celebrity judge in order to get this off the ground uh, yeah it's like hey RuPaul you're fucking known for paint shit yeah, like you're known for putting things on your face. Fucking Why don't you sit judge here and criticize people? Yeah, but he's never in drag on this show. He's always what? like in like you know a colorful suit or something like purple. But he's never in drag. Yeah, Ru- he's Ru- like, Ru- Why would you have RuPaul and not have him in drag? No, it's yeah, his, it's see, his that's, day that's wear. That's why I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like him being a dude out and about. So yeah, that's you why can't I exactly go down to the CVS looking like a fucking looking like fucking RuPaul from Drag Race. Yeah, well, I mean, you could, but... Why like, wouldn't <laughs> you? If I, yeah, had the like guts that, to, if I had the guts to dress like that, I would be like that 24-7. Personally... And also, it's a lot of work, too. Yeah, That's personally, like I don't like putting that stuff. much work into going to get fucking groceries. Yeah. Like, but, if um, it wasn't for the fact that there are laws, I wouldn't ever put on pants. <laughs> Thank God for the laws. I'm in the same Thank boat. I hate wearing pants. God for the law, dude. Thank we we God. live essentially on opposite sides of a continent. You will never see me in or out of pants. Thank <laughs> God for the laws. No, Are I'm just wearing... thinking. I'm thinking of other people right now. <laughs> Specifically, I have great legs, thank you very much. <laughs> we live on other opposite sides of the globe. I'm never going to ever see you. I'm thinking of someone I'm related to right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, because he's not in drag or whatever, and he's not like a queen. That's why I think they just brought him on, brought him on for like um, you know, for the celebrity judge Name aspect. Yeah, name recognition. Yeah, he's, I, the, he he's the Simon Cowell. He doesn't do. 
yeah, he doesn't do anything else really. Like, um, I guess he's part of the promotional stuff, but I'm going to assume he recorded all of that on one day and got a good enough paycheck for it. Um, but yeah, other times he just does what the other judges, um, like he comes in at the same time, but he doesn't add any criticism. He doesn't really help with anything. It looks like he's purely just there as a set piece um, so that, you know, they can put his face in the promotional stuff. Um, but a lot of the... Like, it's reality TV. It's a competitive reality TV show. So there's a lot of petty stuff in this show. Yeah. We, um, if you've seen reality TV, you know how this fucking shit goes. It's going to be yeah, like, oh, yeah. this bitch stole my paints. Unless you yeah, watch British reality TV. Yeah, <laughs> British Yeah, British reality TV is kind of different, but it depends on what you're watching. Like, British Break Off is not the same as Skin Wars. Okay, if you ever watched um, American reality TV. Yeah, it's a lot like American TV. Um, well, it is American but, TV. Uh, like... But a lot of these people are still artists at heart, and they very much come into the show with an artist's mindset, not um, a reality TV show mindset. Uh-huh. So a lot of them are giving each other like good criticisms and like even helping each other out and stuff. And yeah, there's a bit of like pettiness, but a lot of it's actually quite like natural pettiness because of how artists are when they work and collaborate with each other. Meanwhile, they're um, producers just offset, just like ripping pages out of a notebook, like, oh, this writing is worthless. Yeah, yeah, like I, I have a feeling that in some episodes, like they were per- like producers in the background are purposely trying to like kick shit up, and um, yeah, is there was like a shoe just ready to huck at somebody's head? Yeah, and I think they even may like they may have had a talk with the judges and said, "Hey, you have to keep this person on because they're doing this like a reality TV show person and not like an artist, and we need that on the show." <laughs> um, I abhor whenever you can pick up on that happening. Yeah. Like, um, my wife's been watching Zumbo's Desserts, which is an Australian baking uh, reality TV show, and there is one asshole who we're pretty sure is only there because he's an asshole at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. every fucking time, it's like, yeah, you know, your dessert's good. And that's all. Everybody else gets, oh, yes, no, I love this, but this could be worked on, and this is a problem, but this is decent. Him, yeah, it's good. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. It, yeah, and it, it, feels, it feels kind of cheap on, like, you know, not on the people's behalf, but on the production's behalf, because it's like, oh, n- well, no. I mean, if he's not a part of this competition, kick him off already. Like, I know he's just there to stir up trouble. Fuck him off. Um... But yeah, so there's a bit of that on this show, uh, especially in the first season. I think they kind of, the first season, everyone is there kind of as as artists. And like some of the artists even know each other because, you know, one of them taught the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, that's, I'm, that's I'm guessing, fun. Yeah, I'm guessing the body painting world is actually quite small. Um, so I'm not surprised that, you know, one of the competitors has actually taught classes to the other competitors. That seems right for this kind of profession and industry. Um, yeah, but hi, I'm going to go up against the guy who taught me. Yeah, exactly. And, um, only like one or two people in the first season are really there like acting like reality TV star people as they're competing. Um, like that same, the same dude who taught like, you know, three other people is 
entering this like a like you know a standard typical reality tv star like in all the interviews he's like yeah i'm here to win the competition and i'm not here to make friends and then you know everyone else in the interviews they're like oh yeah you know this is a really good opportunity that i get to show my art out to the world and like you know i get to collaborate with these other artists and it's so it's like whiplash and a lot of this stuff um all this is making me really want to watch face off <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched Face Off, but like, you know what show I like miss? Just who wants to be a superhero? That show was that show was just the right level of stupid. You know what I mean? But no, I'm actually just straight up looking at this fucking thing. Like, it's hosted by somebody from reality, from like soap operas. That's from a family of makeup artists being served over by three award-winning makeup artists as judges. Face off? Yeah, face off. Like so yeah, it's being face it's hosted off. by yeah. it's, it's presented by a Mackenzie Westmore who's part of the Westmore family of makeup artists. Uh then the kind of the three main judges are um Glenn Hetrick, who is a special effects artist who worked on Hunger Games, Legion, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel Heroes. I uh, got Yeah, Face Off sounds like a better show. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Vane Neal, uh who I probably pronounced the name wrong, but she's won Academy Awards for makeup for Beetlejuice, Mrs. Doubtfire, and Ed Wood. Oh, come on. And then there is Neville Page, who is a creature and concept designer who has done concept art for Super 8, Watchmen, Star Trek, uh, Tron Legacy, Cloverfield, Avatar. Don't you hate it when you find out about a show that's strictly better than the one you've been watching? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's been on the air for seven years. Oh, see, that doesn't really matter. There are 13 seasons and 150 episodes. So anyone who's uh, interested in watching Skin Wars, take a look at Face Off. Oh, and Face yeah, Off, actually, the thirteenth the thirteenth season will be the final season. <gasps> Wait a minute, they're still going? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, if you're watching Skin Wars, like, finish it if you want to, but if you get bored, move to Face Off, I think. I think that's a far better show from just what I'm hearing. Because um, oh, Skin Wars, it gets boring. Like, there's some competition, but it doesn't... You know, it's confused, especially in the first season, um, because I guess it's a new reality TV show and it's made out of a bunch of artists who aren't built for the reality TV show like scene. And then in the second season, people who have watched the show come in and go, yeah, okay, I kind of expect what to do now and like what the environment is meant to be like. Um, so if you're really – if you want to see art – but as reality TV, watch the second season of Skin Wars or just go Bob ahead and Ross. watch Face Off. Bob yeah. Ross is the way to watch reality TV art. Word. Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, or Bob Ross. Aren't they like streaming him now on Twitch? Yeah, uh, yeah. he's on Netflix now. And he's on Netflix, yeah. Uh, I would, I, I would just, I'm just imagining Bob Ross doing like horror movie <laughs> monster makeup. Just adds oh, have a nice I'd little horn, that. like a happy little horn right there. Yeah. Now, now we're gonna just take this and we're just gonna add some burnt umber and some red, and it makes a lovely gaping flesh wound. Now, what we're gonna um, want to do is you're gonna want to get some spirit gum and attach these nails in a crisscross pattern. I think anything done by Bob Ross would be an amazing TV show. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. He's just he's just got the the personality for TV. 
it's, is he dead? Yeah, I think he's, he's dead. dead, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. All the good ones are gone. Yeah, that, that's why they, that's why they ran all his shit Bob on Ross. Twitch. Twitch, yeah. Steve Irwin's dead, too. That's... Fuck. Fuck me. See, you say all the good ones are gone. I'm just hoping that the next generation will make some good ones. Yeah. I mean, the old good ones. The old gods are gone, but we shall make the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that's all gonna be fucking Calabac. Why? My final thoughts on Skin Wars: Watch Face Off. <laughs> oh, no. Wow! Alrighty then. Cold-blooded. I'm very good at this cold-blooded stop ending. Um, I also I watched quite a few movies over the past time period. Um, okay, okay. Do you guys have experience with family members that are, like, quite conspiracy theorists? Nope. Yes. Okay. Um, my family is that family. They're very much into, because they're old. They're, they're so old. And they don't know, Ouch. they don't understand. Yeah, no, they know that. The internet's um, trying to inject cam chemtrails into my fucking gay frogs. No, 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 no. The, the no, internet no. gave they're me not, AIDS. No, no, no. They're not that kind of. They're not that kind of old. The internet like, addicted oh. me to crack. No, they're like, oh, the internet. This is where they keep the things that the government doesn't want you to know. They're like <laughs> that kind of people. Um, and they think the dark YouTube. <laughs> they think YouTube is a god a godsend because people, um. <laughs> put their documentaries and stuff and like you know they have shows where they talk about angels and um do they watch alex jones no no they're not those kind of people um thank god thank you family but yeah they'll watch people who are like you know like oh the angels told me today that you should be doing this thing yeah 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 i know i'm i try every time to teach them and saying hey family please stop like I know you don't stop. understand YouTube. We can it stop using so much. it. Yeah, it hurts so much. Um, Look, if they want angels, but... go build a fucking baseball field in the. Cor- Just go build a baseball stadium in a cornfield. <laughs> they will come. They will come. But uh, because of this, in my family, in the family circle, one of their favorite documentaries is called Skinwalker Ranch. Um. And we got a DVD copy mm. of a movie based off that documentary from my aunt. And I watched that movie. <laughs> oh, goody. Yeah. Um, I have not watched the documentary because I'm, wa- I'm not one to watch crazy documentaries on YouTube or the, the people who talk I about have angels to, and I have aliens. to know. Is this like skinwalkers as in the mythological creature skinwalkers? It's based off the um, the native uh, the native stories. Yes. So is it a bunch of delusional white people hanging out in a farm, just going, "I turn into a dog"? No, it's more like um, like a kid went missing, and um, a lot of weird shit happened in an area on a ranch, and. This apparently the doc. I'm getting this. This is all secondhand, but apparently the documentary is about a journalist who you know investigated this whole thing and like went talking to the people in the town, and then he disappeared in 2013. Um, but this movie 
that has the same name as the documentary Skinwalker Ranch is based on true events. So it's based on the documentary, but it's not like a very close adaptation of it. According to Wikipedia, it is a found footage horror movie. Yeah. A found fiction, a found footage science fiction horror movie. Yes, it's, yeah, okay, here it is. The documentary and, like, the conspiracy and all that, that's actually, like, supernatural stuff. This movie, since it's based on it and isn't actually very close to the documentary, it went the alien route. You keep saying documentary. The, I don't think that word means what you think it means for this. They can call okay. it a documentary. Yeah, they can call yeah. it. doesn't mean we have to call it that. Just call it a YouTube called, video. Well, yeah, I guess it's a YouTube video. Um, I think it was actually properly made, Um, and... I, I just know, know it as the matter. documentary. <laughs> I know it as the documentary because my family, because that's what they call it, because um, they take it as true. Um, this my poor dumb family. You know, this is um, a real thing. We got to go out of Utah. We can meet some fucking. Okay, I I, I want know. to say something. <laughs> yes. Right now, I I dabble in something known as cryptozoology. That is the study of supernatural creatures. And the determination of the origin of the stories. Yeah, no, I I respect that. That's valid stuff. Um, And I get the feeling your family are the type of people who watch those, all those aliens and monster documentaries on uh, History Channel and take it as anything more than tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, like, we don't have History Channel, but if they can find it on YouTube, they will probably watch it, yeah. That's their um, History Channel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, I know. I, uh, please, feel for me. Because <laughs> I have to suffer through this every time I see them. Um, <laughs> and I live with one of them. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. But the thing is, the whole documentary, the, the, the whole YouTube video thing is... It's very much supernatural. It's like, you know, it's like it's an actual like witch or something. In this movie, it's an alien movie. And of course, it's found found footage kind of stuff. It's dumb because half of it's found footage and then half of it's like an actual camera um, that, you know, you, yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> and then they didn't go. They didn't stick. They did not stick with the um, supernatural route about halfway. No, maybe. No, halfway through the movie, they're like, um, yeah, you know, they found this creepy old girl who may have been possessed. And then in the next half, they're like, no, it's definitely aliens. Um, Which is like, oh, you could have just stuck with one. In both of those aspects, you could have either stuck with the found footage or you could have stuck with... um, you know whether it was the supernatural. You did not have to switch. No, they no they Why? they had to switch. Haven't you seen the new Blair Witch movie? Uh. Oh my god! Is the new Blair Witch movie fucking aliens? Kinda. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like they they go to, like as I haven't seen it because why the fuck would I? Yeah. Unless you, the folks at home, were to pay me. Patreon.com slash no prods. But the idea of it is uh, kids find the murder house. Yes. And once they get inside, time starts like rewinding and moving at different speeds depending on where you are. And like lights start flashing weird. And like the Blair Witch is actually a horrible disfigured creature hanging out in the house. I actually saw an interesting theory that the original Blair Witch movie 
is like the boys murdering the girl. Oh yeah. That's interesting because it plays up like ideas that were kind of put forward. Like, Hey, is any of this real at all? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we never get anything straight up supernatural in that first movie. It's just weird noises and people losing their goddamn minds. Yeah. But then you get into fucking, they get into fucking Blair Witch, the new one. And it is, Oh, hang on those big twig stick things. If you break one, somebody's spine snaps and, like fucking tents are getting ripped up into the goddamn sky and twigs are coming to life and going inside your fucking leg. Those are all things that happen. No. Oh. Why why do we destroy good things? <laughs> oh. Um Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch. I don't there's not a lot of content to it. Essentially the plot is um, these people from a government agency come to the ranch and are there on the behalf of a father who lost his son, like, right in front of his eyes that just, like, vanished, disappeared. Is one of them named um, Agent Johnson? No, there are no agents. They're all... One of them's got, like, seven PhDs. <laughs> um... And, like, the others are, like, the uh, another one's a vet. Um, like veteran or veterinarian? No, no, like, you know, like looking after dogs and cats stuff. Veterinarian. So veterinarian. Veterinarian. Yeah. And then, um. Yes, that's the new Blair Witch. Yeah. And, (laughs) and then the other one is the cameraman. Um, and like, that's pretty much, you know, those are the three types of people in this, in this like crew investigating this man's lost son. And, they're like connected to the agency that was that had owned the property in the 60s and they died to the aliens um and then of course they're like these people from the agency don't realize that the agency had already been there and that this dude had bought the ranch off the agency and then at that point weird shit starts happening um, like there's a big dog, they walk into a cave for some reason, they shoot the big giant dog that's bigger than a car. Um, <laughs> you know, skinwalkers. Yeah, skinwalkers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the car, you know, they get trapped in a car like Cujo style. Um, you know, some bats die. Uh, oh, the dog dies. That Spoilers, the dog dies. If you're not up for that, don't watch this movie. Um... They don't focus on it, but the dog dies. That's like a blanket warning. And, uh, yeah, and then they just finish up the movie with everyone dying, and that's it. And then they end the movie like, oh, you know, the the person who reported on this died in 2013. You know, nothing like, come to light since then. Yeah, that's every this single fucking conspiracy theory movie is just, yeah. is just, hey, one weird thing happened here that nobody can really properly explain, so we're going to spin off our own stupid bullshit out of it. Yeah, but the thing Even is, I okay, there is I a be... totally logical, proper explanation that can be made from it. Yeah, hell, even the fucking Kennedy assassination has all that shit. Yeah. But, um, oh, I have an opinion here from the actual conspiracy theory theorist person believer oh um, good the movie was shit the movie was shit <laughs> watch the documentary which i'm going to then counteract and say don't watch either <laughs> oh my god 
Okay. That's great when crazy yeah. people are like, nah, fuck that noise. That movie's bullshit. Come see my movie. Yeah, they're like, hey, no. With the fucking Indians. <laughs> oh, that, that, no, no. That, that's no, racist. that's not, no. Yeah, I know it's racist. It's what he would say. No, actually. I know too much about this. I know too much. God damn it. About this. Rascal. I know. I know too much about this. But I think the journalist is on the um the native people's side because the native peoples they're like no please stop looking into this you might die <laughs> and they're like we don't like this <laughs> um so yeah Skinwalker Ranch okay so he's not one of the racist conspiracy theorists he's just an idiot no yeah you do okay people if you're not familiar with the conspiracy theorist community because somehow for some reason I am. A lot of them are racist. Yeah. And a lot of them, yeah. A lot of it is just like blaming stuff on Jewish people, on black people, on just any kind of group that holds like any, that that any group that is believed to hold some position of power, they hate. Except for white people. Yeah, even when they don't actually hold, like even when that group doesn't hold that position of power. Some of them do hate white people when they're not white people. Because they assume that white people are all still actively out to get them. Yeah. Even though, like, the vast majority of white people are cool. Hi. Yeah. No, you're not one of them. Oh. Yeah, no, you're not dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You've been kicked out of the club. You're, um, you're not white. You're a corpse. I, ha- my, bones I have bones. Count. Bones are white. Bone does not yeah. count. Bones, bones well, are that's racist. color. <laughs> Judging me because of my lack of skin. <laughs> no, that's lifest dead. That's lifest. Doesn't count unless you're alive. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> I gotta bring this up the um, next meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, meetings we uh, hold. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, man. We all sit on a table in a conference call. Is the NAACP for dead things. (laughs) NDTP? No, that's uh, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So the NAADP, then? Well, it just sounds like the National Association for the Advancement of double, double, Double Penetration. I'll, well. I'll workshop it. Oh, yeah, let's keep Again, I'll bring it that. up at the meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's at six. It's at six. No, okay. Um, we mean a church basement. Yeah. Nobody really looks for us it's there. The There's place. coffee. It's at yeah. 666. You, you know. You no, that's where the Satanists meet. <laughs> and they have Which really sucks is right next to the pizza pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can just walk over there. We're going to pay fucking three bucks. Fucking delivery charge bullshit. I also watched a Norwegian film. Ooh. Uh, this isn't art housey though. It's not like, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette while having a, a glass of wine. No, 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 no. Um, it's not gay cowboys it's... eating pudding? No. God, I want to watch that now. Is the pudding <laughs> symbolic for the poop in their buttholes? No. It's symbolic no, of their love. No, it's just pudding. 
<laughs> pudding. There's no symbolism in the pudding. Everything else is symbolic. It's an art house movie. Everything is a symbol if you're if you're pretentious enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is not an uh, an art They're house movie. Pullid. They're eating that pudding to show that they toss each other salads. Oh my god! Does anyone toss salad no. in that movie? Like actually, like with Tong, just like tossing a salad. <laughs> no, they don't eat. No, there's no. I don't think they eat at all. In oh no, they do eat, but I don't think there's salad. Um, yeah, it's all no, dicks. No, this is. No, oh my god! This is this is a family. Does uh, this? Okay, it's a disaster movie. The pudding is a family movie. movie. Oh my god! <laughs> We're on a tangent. Just let us finish. <laughs> I want to talk about my Norwegian film, and I'm spent. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I don't like pudding. I wish I could now eat huge steakways. <laughs> okay, uh, the we- it's called The Wave um, I don't know the Norwegian name for it Because Netflix did not provide it for me I will check um, Okay, but it's called The Wave It's a Norwegian film um, They did not have English audio for it on Netflix They only had English, uh, the subtitles And Norwegian subtitles uh, So this is very much a Norwegian film And um, I don't it know is. if it, it was ever Nor- to- It is called a Norwegian which translates to the wave? It's B with the little. It's B O with the slash through it. L G E N. Okay, I don't know enough about uh, the Norwegian language. So Google Translate. To, yeah. But um, yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's it actually it's a disaster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I was hoping it would translate to something more fun. Yeah. Oh, damn. Damn, you translationers. Um, you couldn't have good, given us good material on a comedic podcast. See, I think it's Bogan. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't it. know. I could only speak a little Russian and German and stuff. There's a sequel Italian. to it called Skilvet. Oh, there's a sequel? Yeah, called the, yeah, which, is, which translates to The Quake. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a disaster movie about a small town that's at like. You know, I always, I always feel like you're inviting like the worst possible reviews whenever you make a disaster movie, because it's so easy to just say it's a disaster of a movie and never say anything else about the film. Well, yeah, if you're some hacky fucking TV bullshit critic. <laughs> yeah. But we only we only do the best here on this podcast. Yeah, we only have fucking five minutes about about shit pudding. That's <laughs> <laughs> the quality you come to fucking get from us real critics. <laughs> and what you pay for on Patreon. I'm <laughs> uh, the sidebar. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a disaster movie, as I said at least fifteen times now. Uh, about a small town that's um at water level. They're like one meter above sea level. Um, and I'm going to assume that they've got like dams or something that you know prevent the water at some point getting any higher. And caveman, um, no, one meter is I, roughly three feet. I know yeah. how how high a meter is. I can do okay. meters. I can't do Celsius to Fahrenheit. Yeah, Celsius to Fahrenheit is a hard yeah, one. No one can. Yeah. Celsius to Fahrenheit <laughs> no is retarded. Can. Yeah, you, you have to go to Google for that one. Um, but yeah, so this family, they 
the dad is like he works. Okay, apparently it's a very big thing in this movie and possibly in where they speak Norwegian that uh, you know the mountains are like slowly collapsing into the sea. And that can create a tsunami level wave that can affect towns in the um in the waterways right next to the water. So they provide a lot of like news clips and stuff, but essentially the plot is that um these people live in a high risk tsunami zone and a tsunami happens. Oh really. my word. Uh how could we ever have seen it coming? If yeah, only the title well, wasn't the wave. <laughs> well, the thing oh, is, oh, and the, the guy selling the wave town... insurance just left town. Oh, ah. Oh. Well, the thing is, though, but the thing is, though, they're not like they're not prepared. Like they have, you know, alarms. They have sirens. They have like, you know, bunkers. They have um, evacuation plans. Like they're actually. It's definitely happened before within the movie that, you know, like, I know 10 years ago, um, this town experienced that tsunami. But essentially what the plot is, is this this one family experiences this. Uh, the father is a dude who works at the mountain monitoring system. And he actually works monitoring this these these mountains essentially in case a tsunami happens and his wife works at the hotel and they've got two kids um they're a happy family they're not on the edge of divorce you know they're not angry or having so an wait, argument we're not doing other. all of the obvious cliches they're not doing no they're not doing that you know there's like a bit of um you know there's a bit of tension between the father and the son but it's not you know bad like bad cliche tension it's like the son's a teenager and you know he struggles being like you know connecting with his old man it's not like oh this is fabricated tension so that this is made this so that you can feel like something exciting is happening other than the goddamn pointless ass wave scenes yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's none of that. There's none of that, which I th- I kind of found really refreshing that there's like oh, you no, know there's seriously no... like this has already gotten points from me just for that because yeah seriously yeah, yeah like and you know what there's no there's no fighting between any of the family members like not even the kids like they're they're like a happy family unit and they stay a happy family unit. Um, at one point, there is like an argument that happens uh, between the, the 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 husband and the wife, but it's a very understandable argument. It's not like a fabricated argument. It's essentially God. Uh, why dad... couldn't you poop in the toilet instead of in the bucket? I can't believe this. <laughs> Every time I try and have a clean household, and now now you're sitting there eating pudding. Really? Hey, really? man, you fucking put all those flushable wipes down the goddamn toilet that clogs the pipes now won't flush. I have no other choice but to use the bucket. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that would have been hilarious. This would have turned oh, into a great Norwegian comedy film if that was so. Um, but no, it, in the movie, spoilers, by the way, I only talk about spoilers. Um, but in the movie, the the husband uh, promised because the the family's moving out of town because of the oil industry in I guess Norway. That's where they speak Norwegian. I don't know. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> no, I think it's the Netherlands. 
The Netherlands? No, obviously no. it's France. No, they speak Dutch in the Netherlands. We're, we're no, okay, the you're right. It's in Mexico. We're taking Yes, it's in Mexico. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't at me on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you find a Twitter in the description. I'm, I'm, yeah, you'll find my Twitter there. Don't at me. Um, but um, essentially, the the dad, he's got a better job out in the city. And some point in the movie, like, you know, they cleaned up the house. They're moving. Um, and the dad, uh, instead of taking them to the city, he has, like, a moment where he figures out the problem of, like, you know, um, the mountain is about to collapse. So then he goes to work and... Um, you know, he like he talks with them for a bit, and then he goes on a helicopter, and he left the kids alone, and ah. that, uh, yeah, th- and and that causes an argument between him and the wife. But that's a pretty understandable argument, and they don't end the marriage after it. They're like, okay, the do- the, the husband goes, I fucked up, I'm sorry, and the wife goes, thank you for saying sorry, you did fuck up, and then their their marriage is fine. They're still a married couple after this. You so that was really. I've got to love disaster parenting. Just let's make the <laughs> dumbest decisions possible. Oh, oh, fuck. I hate that so much. <laughs> um, the only survival supplies I brought were pudding and oh, gay cowboys. God. Yeah, just like, oh, fuck, the mountain's, oh about, to, oh, fuck, the mountain's about to collapse and just tucks and rolls out of the car on the highway as the kids are inside. Just, Daddy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry, children. I'll save you as they crash into an oncoming truck. <sighs> I should write a disaster movie. You should write, you should write a disaster movie. It should also be a comedy. Like yeah, okay. Um, it will be a disaster farce along the lines of airplane. Yeah. But for disaster, oh, um, Dante's Peak, but with like dicks or whatever. You know what? The kid even asks, "Oh, I, Papa, are you and Mama going to have a divorce?" She does say that. Oh, In Papa. that kind, she yeah, she does. She say Papa. Um, also Netflix. I may not understand Norwegian, but I know when a man says fuck. So don't put shit down there in the subtitles. <laughs> I know. I know he said fuck. And also another TV show I watched that was in German, which I know a lot more than Norwegian. I heard that child say shit at this at their father. They did not say stupid. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Write fuck in your subtitles. <laughs> um... But yes, this little girl, she goes, oh, Papa, are you and Mama going to have a divorce? And then the father goes, what? No, we just had an argument. Why do you think we're going to get a divorce? Um, what I did he say when they thought nice. it said shit? Um, oh, fuck. I don't actually know what they put down instead. Um, no, sorry. No, in this movie, he said fuck, and they put down shit no, in like, the like, subtitles. What was, the, what was the Norwegian fuck he said? No, no, it was definitely... You know how sometimes people in other countries say English words and you go, oh, I know that word. Um, usually it's like, you know, when you listen to a German man and instead of saying Scheiße, he says, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, like, it's that same kind of tone of like, oh, they just went English there because that's how they know to say it. Um, no, there, there's a Norwegian <laughs> fuck. It's fame. No, it, no, it was definitely the English fuck. Oh, so we actually just straight up said, fuck, but then they put shit? Yeah. Like really bad anime subtitles? Yeah, like really uh, bad I, I subtitles. 
I like, love like that. He's like, yeah. with my stand, bad company. And they just put worse company? Yeah. Yeah, very bad. I noticed that. I Netflix. actually have to make sure whenever I'm watching something like with subtitles, I have to make sure to have it set so that it's the same subtitles that it, as it is the language. Otherwise, I swear to God, I will just like I will lose my mind because ah, just make it the same thing. Oh, you know what? I watched a series a while ago. Um, and I put on I you I don't tend to put on the English subtitle uh, the English audio because I like hearing the actual tone of the actors um, because sometimes the people who dub don't get the same emotions across. Um, but for once in my life, I watched something with the English audio and the English subtitles. And you know what they did? They took the translation from the original um, audio and used that you know, as the subtitles, but the yeah. English version was Americanized. So this dude, it was like, oh, I want to go get burgers, but the subtitles weren't, oh, I'm going to go get some schnitzel. And it's like, oh, those are two very different things. Oh, Thank great. you, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a chronic problem with pretty much anything that gets subbed. Uh, the uh, subs will be straight from the original script, and the dub will be uh, in some kind of weird bastardized English. So yeah. well, it's it's a, it's a localization thing. Like like when they're just doing straight translations, they are able to kind of like go a bit more like since we're just reading it, it won't come across as awkward as like like if an English person was to like would like say, "Hey, big sis," that's awkward. But if it, but if it's like a if you just read like One Chan or whatever, that makes more sense because like yeah, it's a direct translation of the Japanese, but it sounds awkward as fuck. Yeah. But this, yeah, that's why I don't. Language is the, a funny thing. The dubs. Language is a funny thing, and I applaud people who do like localizations and stuff. That, like, you know, you, you know, if it's a joke that's in a different language and it doesn't translate well, they'll change it to something else. You know, like that takes a, a lot of work. I think on um a localization lo- localizations point. Yeah. For example, but, like a game know, I just got. Um, there are there's a race of characters where every word they fit, where every sentence they finish, they say "dude." <laughs> I'm assuming that was not in the Japanese. I'm yeah. I, I hope <laughs> that just <laughs> that turns the whole race into like surfers. Dude, dude. Well, no, like yeah. Like, you, guys ever, you guys ever like play Persona Four? Yeah, no. I've. I've been uh, watching a bit of it, and I've, I'm about to get into it myself. Okay, so the voice of Teddy. Yeah. Just imagine that voice coming out of a penguin saying, dude. Dude! <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Disgaea? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that the penguins have always said that, even in the Japanese. I remember Let me check. reading about that somewhere. Well, we get back on subject. Yes, back on Yes, back on Cowboys Eating Pudding. No! (laughs) Is this payback for last time in Queer Eye? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I was... Okay. Truth, I had... I drunk... I I drank a bit before that recording. (laughs) Okay. Um, but the, okay, the wave. Yes, it's a disaster movie. Also, very nice family movie. They don't use cliches. Um, I mean, okay, they don't rely on cliches for their so writing. Where does the conflict come from? Because it can't be the disaster. It comes from the disaster, the giant wave, and the mountain collapsing, probably. 
No, no, this yeah. is a disaster film. It has to be some arbitrary third thing. Bitch. There is, they do try to pull, um, you know how in like every disaster movie, there's the dude, there's the main protagonist who's like, oh, it's this thing. And then his boss or whatever, his high up goes, no, it's not that. Oh, no, you're going to cost your company thousands of millions of dollars. Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, oh, we don't want to do this because it will cause, you know, some sort of consequence that I don't want to deal with. Um, there is a bit of that, but they don't lean very heavily into that. Um, and it kind of also makes sense, um, which this is refreshing <laughs> that they made like, you know, a disaster movie that, you know, even if they did use some cliches, it made sense in the plot. Um, they, they, uh, they do, they like the dude pr- protagonist comes in and he goes, Hey, it's this thing, you know, we should evacuate. And the dude goes, okay. I understand that we don't have enough evidence to prove your theory. So that's why I'm not going to press the button now, because that means we'll have to end the tourist season. Therefore, and like you, you lose know, thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, and essentially lose the economy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're not shutting the down the beach just because some fucking shark. Yeah, and also um, displace a lot of people. And, like, I understand that point of view of of this boss. He goes, yeah, like, I don't want to do that when we don't have enough evidence for it. Um, But eventually, you know, there's that moment in the film where the boss, you know, he realizes his mistake and he does die. Um, But, like, he makes sure that that, you know, the big red button is, in fact, pushed and that, you know, at least half of the town's population has a chance to leave before the tsunami hits. Um, so that was also kind of refreshing. Um, also, I was expecting a lot more death. I think I'm very used to, like, American disaster movies where, like, you know, people die in, like, the first act and stuff. Yeah. But, um, people did not, which was very nice. Um. Yeah, our, I think our, was our disaster more... movies are just far more rude. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're far more likely to just, you know, throw around the death, the death stick. Um, hey, but, this isn't uh, Star Wars. The, the <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but okay. Another weird thing with this movie is that it comes to a point in the movie where it could have had its conclusion. Uh, where if this were any other disaster movie, the movie would have ended. Um, but it's actually like halfway through the movie, it gets to that point, and then it continues. Uh, it gets to the point where um, the 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 uh, the dad, the husband, he uh, you know he's able to get you know half the town evacuated. He saves his child, at least his daughter, and... Yeah, um, fuck, his kid, fuck his son. Son's an asshole. Oh, well, he does get to save his son, but, like, you know, he, he's done the, at least the bare minimum of a movie to end it. You know, he's come <laughs> out alive, and then there's a scene at in the middle of the movie that kind of implies that, you know, if he did leave it there, then the other half of his family would have survived. And you could have ended the movie there. No, just the, the way you said it. Movie. Just like, hey, we're his daughter, so, you know, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, if they did end it there, it would have been a fine ending. The movie probably would have been too short, um, but it would have been an ending to a movie. And like, I would have accepted it right there and said, yeah, this is still a good enough film. Um, but the movie keeps going, 
this dude's like, no, I have to save my, I have to make sure my wife and my son are okay. I have to go save them. And then the next half of the movie is like a proper, like apocalypse feel. Like, you know, the whole town is destroyed. There's fire on water. There's cars completely destroyed. You know, you see upturned trees. It's all dark and like brown tones and stuff. It's very apocalypse feeling. And you're just watching this very dirty man like look into like cars and stuff looking for his family. Um, He finds a bus full of dead people and he's like looking at their faces and stuff to see if they're his wife or son. Um... And then he eventually gets to the hotel where his wife works at and uh, uh, his wife, his son, and uh, two of the hotel patrons are in the basement and they're in peril because the water's come in and it's filled the basement and the bunker they're in is slowly filling up with water. So, you know... They might drown. That's like the this, that's like the main peril in the second half of the movie that this man's family might drown while he's looking for them. Um, oh, you know what's really weird? There, there's okay. They're stuck in the bunker with the hotel's patrons, and one of them dies in the hallway. And then the the husband of the wife who dies, uh, he's in there, and then he starts panicking, and he's like. There's a, a good 10 minutes of the movie where they just keep showing this old man push the son and the mother into the water to drown them so that he has enough air or something. And it's very, like, morbid. And, um, Wait, you say, really? keeps, you say they keep showing that. So is it just, like, him just, like, pushing him in, pulling him out, pushing him in, pulling him out, pushing him in, pulling him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a full-on 10-minute struggle of where they're just focusing on this one man continually trying to drown this, like, 16-year-old boy and his mother. Get the fuck Um, in there, you pieces of shit. I want to live longer, you assholes. Why don't you just drown? Well, drowning is actually really hard. It's really hard to drown someone. You've got to hold their head under for a good few minutes. Like, whenever they show it in TV and it's a few seconds, that is a... Massive mis- uh, misleading, like well, just completely wrong. They do, but they do focus on this, and I think they've actually made it a like you know kind of realistic. Because um, this this man is panicking, and he's like, thro- like he's like pushing this boy's head down in the water, and like he's struggling, and he's trying to take out the mum's eyes and stuff, and then you know if he's not concentrating drowning the boy, he's trying to drown the mum. And at some point, this mum has had enough, and then she drowns him, like, essentially gets him into a headlock um, between her thighs and kills him that way. Um, <laughs> Sonya blades him? Yeah, he, like, he, yeah. I mean, it, they don't really, they don't frame it as sexy, but they definitely could have. Um, <laughs> if this was an American disaster movie, they would have. If this was an American movie, we definitely she would not be wearing pants. She'd be like, you know, in booty shorts or something, and like we'd be getting a very tasteful look. Yeah, at her just thighs completely Sonya blades him, just like gets up there, fucking breaks his neck, blows like poison, kisses somebody, then like kills him with a garrote wire. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But she's um, actually a secret movie. spy. <laughs> but she's and, a, and the way was actually a giant conspiracy film. brought on by the people who like actually <sighs> run the company that the dad works for. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds like an American movie. That yeah. sounds like an American version of this movie. Did yeah. you guys ever hear a geostorm? But, um, yes. 
Oh, I um, heard of it. Yes, and I'm going to stop you. You won't. Okay. Uh, it's a more yeah, it's a more recent disaster movie where like a weather satellite gets hacked and then starts fucking up the weather. Yeah. And one of the when characters the in trailers. it. Yeah, one of the characters <laughs> in it. Uh, I've seen her described as a Terminator. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. I do not remember the actress's name, but she was also in the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri and is a rapper. Oh, okay then. And is Australian. Oh, oh, okay then. <laughs> oh. oh, the annoyance. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Our country's so bad at doing entertainment. Um... It's not Iggy, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, my first thought, oh god, but then I thought, no, Iggy Iggy Azalea could not pin a movie role. Um <laughs> no. even even you know, even if an agent tried to get it for her. But um I'm pretty sure at this point she can't I even get like the... a music role anymore. I think her career is dead. No, she... yeah, her career is dead and thank God. Uh she but, was terrible. Um, Fucking fancy. She was terrible. Yeah. But uh I saw the trailer for Geostorm and I thought it was like a grown up version of Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Uh it is um, not. Uh, I saw the trailer for Geostorm and I thought, oh god, oh oh god, why, why, oh god. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the trailer for Geostorm and I was like, huh, it looks like Roland Emmerich got worse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apparently the movie was supposed uh, to come out in 2014. It was delayed for three years. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. They didn't make sense. it any better. No, yeah. they did not. But it also kind of makes sense that if it, yeah... It, yeah, but the wave. Actually, I don't know. I think the wave came out in 2015. Someone might have to look that up for me. Oh fuck! Um, this, this fucking Geostorm was Roland Emmerich, but worse. It was Dean Devlin. Oh. Duh. God. And that just has me thinking of uh, uh, Duke Devlin. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just fuck me, man. God damn it. Yeah. Fucking um, Dean Devlin. <laughs> Get ready for his new film, Bad Samaritan, starring fucking David Tennant oh, and the, Robert Sheehan. Is that the Muppet one? No. Uh, oh, okay. This oh. one is um, Robert Sheehan, also known as the best character from Misfits. Uh, he, oh, is he, the- <laughs> he breaks okay, into a yeah. dude's house and turns out that person is a murderer. Sweet. Like the movie about the deaf guy serial killer or something? Uh, you're thinking Blind, which is Don't Breathe. Yeah, that one. But he wasn't a serial killer. No, what he did was he kidnapped a, he kidnapped a girl who killed his daughter in a car accident and forcefully inseminated her to give, get, get a oh. new daughter. Oh. God. So, you that know, reminds me of Not murder, X-Files just something episode. kind of worse. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, The Wave. I'm it, glad um, I never saw that movie. Yeah, me too now. Oh, the God. Muppet Murder one is the Happy Time Murders. Oh, Happy Time Murders, all right. Which I would be really interested in seeing if it wasn't Melissa McCarthy. Who? I'm not really a fan of, like, Muppets being bastardized, I think, for, like, adult audiences. I think you could have an adult kind of Muppet movie, but... Don't make it bad. But that's the thing. It's not, though. This is 
developed by the Jim Henson it's Company. I don't know who that is. The Muppet They're the people. people behind the Muppets. Oh. Yeah, the people who made the Muppets are making this movie. Now I don't know how I feel about the movie now. Yeah, in 2008, the Henson Company announced this. Uh, they were, it was originally going to be pick, it was originally picked up by Lionsgate, uh, with production set to start uh, in January 2011. Um, Cameron Diaz was originally in the lead role. She then dropped out and got replaced by Catherine Heigl, which was much worse. Uh, then it got uh, then they dropped it. Um, it was picked up by STX Entertainment, and then it went back to development with you know script and stuff. Um, Jimmy Fox was going to star in it. Uh, but then that fell through. Okay. Then Melissa McCarthy got involved. As well as Maya Rudolph and Elizabeth Banks. I, it sounds like this movie went through production hell. Kind of. Yeah, I mean like 10 years produ- like ten year production. Yeah. But hey, it's coming out in August. Yay. The Wave is a good film. I'd watch it again. If you don't mind reading subtitles on foreign films, you'll like it. If you don't like watching foreign films, you're not going to like it because it's in a different language. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. <laughs> the movie um, got sued by the Sesame Street people. What? Yeah, in Before the likeness of Muppets? No, in May of this year, uh, they filed a lawsuit against um, against STS Productions uh, for using their trademark in a film they had no involvement with, um, which which included the tagline "No Sesame, All Street." <laughs> and again, the Muppet people are involved in the production of this movie. You can't sue you can't sue yourself for using your own property. This hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. Yeah, like, again, Rascal, just the Muppet people are involved. I don't like this. I don't like that the Muppet people are involved. Don't don't ruin your own content, Muppet people. They also aren't, because there are no Muppets in it. <laughs> Kermit, Fozzie, Miss Piggy, none of them are in it. Those are the Muppets. You're thinking what you're... What, what, like, what they're including are technically classed as just regular puppets. Yeah, it's essentially who framed Roger Rabbit, but with puppets. It looks like a Muppet. It is a Muppet. <laughs> no, it's not. It very much Legally isn't. Legally speaking, it's not. It looks like a Muppet, though. So it I doesn't can fuck, matter. I can slap some bullshit together that looks like a Muppet. It's not a Muppet. I'd call it a Muppet. That doesn't make it a Muppet. No. <laughs> if I called him up at Jim Henson Company could sue me. I'm not going to be watching it though. That's my stance on it. Yeah, I probably I won't might. be watching it either because Melissa McCarthy is in it and I do not like Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah, no, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. If it was Cameron Diaz in in the start of it, I might have watched it if it was 1997. But Cameron Diaz in 2018 is fucking... I only associate her with a lamprey eel latched onto the windshield of a car. Okay. There's a movie that she's in where she like goes... Where she like does the splits on the windshield of a, of a convertible and it starts grinding in on it. 
What? Yeah, that's a thing that happens. And then there's a GIF released of that, that then when they cut to the interior shot from Javier Bardem's point of view, I believe it's Javier Bardem, um, it is just a lamprey eel sucking on the window. Okay. I'll send you the GIF. Uh, uh, I don't really want to see it. Well, too bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it either. No. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. No. I don't, don't want to. <laughs> this eel yeah, looks like a Muppet, wanna. so suck it. Dead, no. I don't want to. <laughs> so what else have we watching? Um. Uh, we also watched... It follows, which is a oh, horror yeah. movie. Yeah, that's um, that good shit. <laughs> I didn't pick it. I read out the description, and then my conspiracy theorist family went, "Oh, it's an STD movie. Put that on." Um, <sighs> okay, your family's weird. Really my family weird. is weird. Yep. Uh, so we watched It Follows, and um, I think it was all right. Interesting pr- premise, definitely. Um, it didn't switch. It didn't go from supernatural to like aliens, which I appreciate. Because <laughs> it seems every other horror film I'm watching now is either it starts with supernatural stuff and then it goes, oh, no, it's aliens now. And I go, all right, then. That's because you're watching too many conspiracy the theory movies. <laughs> I watched one conspiracy theory movie. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, it follows. It was actually refreshing. Like, it had a refresh. It wasn't, like, standard horror movie. Like, oh, it's a ghost. Or, oh, this house is haunted. Or, you know, oh, you, you know, you l- let a demon into your home. Um, nope, you got AIDS. Yeah, essentially, essentially you have an, AIDS. But essentially, it's um a very not very subtle metaphor, I guess, uh, for an STD or AIDS, as you. Well, it's not really a metaphor. Say. I think it just kind of straight up is a ghost STD. Yeah, I guess it's. It, I think they said it's like a curse. Um, but uh, yeah, an STC, if you will. An STC, a sexually transmitted curse. Uh, but, uh, there we go. But to spoil, to spoil, of course, spoilers. Uh, We've been out for like fucking movie, two years now, dude. Yeah, I know, but you know, some people haven't seen it. Fuck uh, I haven't, but <laughs> Dadman told me all about it because I didn't think I would go see it, and I didn't. So, oh. boom, there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, essentially, part of the movie, a girl has sex with a man. Turns out, he, he was carrying a. An STC, a sexually transmitted curse, um, and now she has the curse. And um, well, the whole movie is her trying to come to the realization that you know it's a she's been given a sexually transmitted curse, and uh, she's having to live with that consequence. And then also her trying to figure out how to pass the curse on. You um, see, it's a metaphor for childbirth. Uh, how to ruin someone else's life. <laughs> yeah yeah how to how to ruin someone else's life give them an stc this is your advice for the day <laughs> that stc might be named sharon if it is she'll grow up to be a bitch oh no dead. 
That is true, though. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a Sharon that wasn't a bitch. I have. She's related to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was going to ask why you were I, quiet. If you if we had offended my, somebody that you knew, <laughs> my aunt Sharon's pretty pretty nice lady. She's she's really sweet. Um, oh. She's not watching this, so I don't have to feel like I have to say any of this. But. Yeah, nobody's watching this because it's an audio-only podcast. What? Okay, I get it. <laughs> you do that every fucking time. Uh, I love it, though. I love it. <laughs> and the, See, the it, one person who listens to this is pro- probably finds it pretty funny, to, too. But God. <laughs> if your kid's named dead, they'll 100% grow up to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Hi, mom. Because you were because you, you were a dumbass to call your your child dead. Uh, it was um, wishful. Name if your kid's first name is North. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. If you if you if your first name is North, then you have more problems than growing up to be a bitch. Yeah, I think the teasing. Just, your life is already yeah ruined yeah Yeah. like your parents specifically ruined your life at that point and yeah especially if your mom's a retarded hack with no talent and your father is a equal parts musical genius and actual insane person we're talking about kim and kanye's kid yeah okay yeah (laughs) i was gonna say his name is northwest oh my god Oh yeah, his name's Northwest. Like <laughs> that kid has no hope if he ever goes into the, a school. Now nah, it's gonna be him and Apple Paltrow hanging out. You know what? It you know what would be even better What's if that? he made friends with the kid by North, or named North. Then we could call them North by Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> That's terrible, but also very good. And I applaud you for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to the new mixtape. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it, it follows it um Ah, hmm. It doesn't rely on st- standard horror. Uh and also the music uh doesn't it's not very like standard, like you know, violin screeching at you when the um no, it's all when synth. the monster is near. Yeah, it's all synth stuff. Um, oh, actually, you know, this is a crit- uh, maybe not a criticism, but a complaint. Um, I think the setting is a little uh, time period confused. Well, yeah, because- it's, it's, it's kind of out of time. Yeah, because it feels like, you know, a lot of it feels like the 80s. Like, you know, they have, you know, box TVs, um, you know, the, like the clothes, you know, they've got po- po- Polaroids, all that kind of stuff. It feels like the 80s. It uh-huh. looks like the 80s. But then you see, you know, a kid with a, like a smartphone like device or, or like, you know, something that we might have in like two years or um, the cars all brand new. Yeah, like, that's all 100 um, intentional. They, I feel yeah. like they, I feel like they wanted to like evoke the feel of the 80s, but not make an 80s movie. I thought when I was watching the movie that they were um, trying to make a feeling of like unsettledness because it's kind of 
it it in like subconsciously in your brain while you're watching this, like your brain picks up on the fact that oh yeah, this is the eighties, and then suddenly that's yeah. like that's a late two thousand, you know, like you know, late two thousands car. Is that and I think is that, that a Motorola Razor? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Careful not to cut yourself. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I think that provides a lot of, un, you know, that feeling of like, you know, this isn't right in your head. And I think that adds to the fear factor of this movie. So instead of like excessive music and, you know, badly done jump scares, it's the feeling of be like you know of constantly having to be on the run and the unsettledness of you know things not feeling right and you know the soft creepy tones of the synth in the background and that's what builds up that fear factor and that tension in the movie and i actually quite appreciate that because it's a fresh take on horror mm-hmm um, but it was also kind of distract. At least for me, it was distracting noticing all the eighty stuff, and then suddenly the like the touch of two thousand stuff, and it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. Um, that kind of pulled me out of the movie. Uh, but I understand what they were going for. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. What else was there? Uh. Uh. The the actual the actual monster is actually kind of scary. Uh, I know most of the time they just look like normal people, uh, but like there's some scenes like uh, at the beach where the the monster actually looks scary. And um, oh yeah, the monster actually okay. They can't most of the cast can't see the monster because they haven't been given the curse, but it can actually physically interact with them. Yeah, and I is. thought that was very interesting. Yeah, the monster is a straight up monster. like physical being. Yeah, it's like it is invisible, but it's a straight it bleeds. It's a monster that bleeds. And they easily con- could have gone with the route that this is very much like a curse that only affects the person. And they could have gone the route of like, oh, it, it's this person's own personal demons that are um doing this to them. Um, but no, it's an actual monster that can physically interact with the world and bleed, which means it can also die. Yeah, one of the um, one of the coolest things with that uh, with that movie that I remember was they were at the, the pool. No, it was that was, was at the beach. Yeah, the beach. The beach scene, I think, very much because, like, yeah, the the monster grabbed her hair, and like the dude came in to hit it with a a chair, and he got pushed away like that was a very yeah, like like, like it, it was just moment yeah we saw, we saw the creature coming from behind for a second then cut back to a shot of the main girl who's kind of sitting there not behind her and all of a sudden her hair lifts up and she's like oh god so so love interest boy dude he grabs a chair and just fucking smacks it with it and it hits something like we see the chair bend around a physical form yeah. and then we just see him just yeah, go, like- poof, and get like knocked back yeah, like it, the, the the monster doesn't just interact with its victim; it interacted with the world there. And I think that was such a defining moment in the film. It it wasn't saying, "Oh, this is like a statement piece about how this is, you know, uh, this girl's personal demons coming out to get her because she got an STD." It's like, no, this is like an actual curse now. And I think that was very, that was very good. It was very good that they actually went for that and said they stuck the you know they stuck the heels in the ground saying no this is a monster as well as like a very 
like metaphor, not metaphor for STDs. <laughs> um, and also Dumbled the scene. There for a second, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, also, I think a very beautiful scene was when they were at the pool, and um, it was a dumb plan. But these are kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> their plan was for the monster to follow the girl into the pool and then she would swim out and they would put the electronics in the water to like electrocute it. Um, I can't was... see how this could possibly go wrong. Yeah. That's yeah. such a dumb. And like, of course the monster. I think they stated at the start that, you know, the monster isn't dumb and it's persistent. So like it'll purposely, um, make sure it'll try to trap you in a place where there are no exits and stuff. Um, so I think the main protagonist should have taken that to heart and was like, okay, yeah, this thing isn't dumb. It's not going to come in the water if we've purposely surrounded it with electronics and like the plan is to electrocute it. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, which is like, oh, okay then. Uh, so I, I kind of felt funny that, you know, the movie stuck to the guns and said, no, the monster is, in fact, not dumb and purposely, like, actually uses the toasters and the typewriters and stuff to, like, throw at the girl in order to kill her. Um, so it doesn't have to kill by its own hands. It just it has to be the one to kill her, I think. Well, I don't, think, she it, I don't dies, think it was uh, I don't think it was like thrown out of them to kill to her. Die. I think it was throwing it at them to, like, knock her down so it can fuck her to death. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah, to, like, you know, get her to start drowning in the water, and then he can sweep in. No, not, not even um, drowning, just just like, hey, you fell on the ground. If you fell on the ground, now get ready to get gooped. No, she was in the water at that point. Oh, yeah. You, hmm. Oh, he might have thrown it at the people, but... Yeah, he was yeah. talking about, he was talking about everybody. My favorite yeah, thing about my favorite thing about this movie is it taps into one of the most base fears of being human, and that is having our own tactics turned against us. Yeah, because there is that... something base and simple about humans that we will always remember the fact that back when we were hunter gatherers, we walked our prey to death. Yeah, like it's such a fear that oh, we are no longer like we are no longer the top predator because this is a more persistent hunter. That that's such a fear. Like that's like an instinct kind of fear, and that's amazing. And I, I love it when movies that. tap into that because it's yeah. just like because it doesn't even have to be a scary looking creature. No, just some it dude has to you. It just, yeah, yeah and that's one of the reasons why. Lady. That's one of the things about Jason about uh. The guy from, um, uh, I can't remember. the Freddy Krueger? No, not Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger didn't walk after you. Leatherface? Uh, the guy, no, the guy with the white mask. Mike Myers. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mike Myers. Myers. Yeah. Like, that's something that those two, like, those two murder and honestly Leatherface, tapped into so well. well. There was nothing you could do to stop them. They just kept walking after you. Uh, so, and they act, would, so Leatherface, no. Very much no. Leatherface did not walk. Leatherface trundled after you with his fat boy run, then screamed when you went away. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, uh, Mike Myers and Jason, then. Yeah, like, like those two guys were very much like the, I'm going to stalk towards you and nothing can stop me. Me and Leatherface was just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. I'm sorry. I 
I haven't seen a le- one of those Leatherface films in years. No, nah, it, it's fine. Like that, like those, uh, the new ones are very much trying to turn Leatherface into that. And anybody who, and nobody is actually, nobody actually remembers the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they always just lump him in with Jason. Hmm. Like every time in a movie they show somebody with a hockey mask, it's always like, what are you going to do? Get a chainsaw next? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Jason does not use a chainsaw and Leatherface does not wear a hockey mask. But yeah, it is the that is it is the most basic fear of humanity that we don't want to become redundant. Yeah, and we don't want to become why our own zombie prey. movies work. It's why like it's why Jason and uh, Mike Myers are scary. I mean, everybody says, "Why are you scared of them? They move at like three miles a second. I'm uh, not in a second, a minute. I mean, yeah. three miles a grand- second is amazing." Yeah, that's it's pretty fast. Three yeah, miles, <laughs> three miles a minute. I mean, my grandmother can outrun these guys. It's not about the fact that you can outrun them. It's about the fact that it doesn't fucking matter that you outran them. They're still yeah. gonna get you. It, that's what makes it follows actually scary. This yeah, thing just... that is very difficult to kill because it's not impossible to kill. It's just so yeah. much harder to kill it than it is to kill a human. It's going to kill it, the 60 movie, you by the time you kill it. Yeah, and the movie doesn't the movie doesn't go like the whole oh it's a demon so all we can do is like banish it back to its home. No, no, no. This is a thing it bleeds, it can die. Like you know? Yeah. If it like, bleeds it we can, can kill hit. it. Exactly. It's 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger if it bleeds it can kill it. Yeah. So a god yeah. does not bleed. <laughs> Come on, I'm here do so, it. Come on, kill me. Kill me now. It it feels, it feels like it feels like we're the prey of hunter gatherer time, and this st this STC is us, and like that's such that's such a fear, that's such an instinct fear, and the movie plays into it so well. So, I mean, whoa, nice movie, hell yeah. Um, and I, just, I, I, I wish have more to give movies. Kudos for you know that. Because so yeah. often you just like, oh, and it's 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 unkillable and super fast and it does these editing trick spasm motions. That's scary, right? It's the ancient murder machine and when the tracking goes weird it means it teleported next to you. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. This this movie I think And there it, are times when it's done it well, can't. actually. Like uh, yeah. Thirteen Ghosts actually did the freaky editing editing trick spasm machines pretty well but oftentimes it's just like that's supposed to be scary it's not mm, scary and it's not scary it's more like oh annoying um i can't i can't see what's going on could, could you stop spasming never <laughs> i paid twelve thousand dollars for this editing degree and you're going to fucking see every cent of it <laughs> oh that's actually but a yeah, pretty the cheap kids... college I didn't say he was college certified. I said he had a degree. Went to TAFE. <laughs> um, he went to a vocational institute that taught him video editing in Premiere. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 12-week uh, course. Hell, I'd sign up for that. For $12,000? <laughs> a thousand no. a week? No, no, actually, $12,000 is a little steep for my Well, budget. there you go. <laughs> this ain't some full sale uh, shit, dude. This is some motherfucker who like uses uses Premiere once every week and a half, 
working out of a fucking conference room at a youth center. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, okay, the, the kids here, they're dumb, but I think they're kids. And I think they tried to solve this problem as best they could while being children. Um, yeah, you know, like buying hookers. Hookers yeah. and blow. Word. And like, you know, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to make our own curse with blackjack and hookers. And also <laughs> accidentally shooting each other with a gun. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. You know, and, uh, like kids do. Stuff. Yeah, Actually, like kids do. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, that happens in America. The, yeah, I was about a to say, like, I'm amount. pretty sure that's an actual reality over there in America. That, that um, happens a stupid amount in America. Yeah. Hey, let me give my, let me give my three-year-old niece a shotgun and put her on my lap. It's her God-given uh, right as an American. Oh, God. Yeah. It's her God-given right to own this thing that men made. And it's not not like we've had numerous cases in the past where doing stupid shit like that has wound up with people getting killed. No, that's a mental health issue. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, oh. Oh. Very angry. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking terrible down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it follows. It was actually, it was a refreshing horror movie. Uh, it's not typical scary. It's not like, um, it's not like Paranormal Activity with its found footage, or it's not like Ugh. the Insidious series with its like grating music and the jump Insidious-ies. scares. Yeah, the Insidious eye. Or is it like every other horror movie in the past 10 years? Um, it's not like that. So it's, it's not like the Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man? The Bye Bye Man! <laughs> God, that movie was so bad. La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time La La Land won an Oscar? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> oh, uh, do you see that caveman? Uh, the movie? No, I refuse. No, not the movie. To. Yes, I saw about the Oscar and it made <laughs> every uh, everyone saw the thing about the Oscar. Oh, that was great. And they and they did not follow up with it at all. They did not make any reference to it, even though they had the same people out there reading the card this year. Ugh. Um, anyway, but yeah, that's it. That's it on my end. It follows as a good movie. It's refreshing. It's not typical horror. Uh, watch it. Well, actually, to be um, fair, like in the, in the last couple of years, like we've had a bit of a horror renaissance. We actually we have in the past, like the witch, the black coat's yeah. daughter, um, fucking the ritual, the Babadook. Yeah, the Babadook. Um, Get out. And I guess this came in the same. It follows. Was that two thousand and? No, no, sorry, 2015. I think so. It, it, yeah, it's one of the er, it's one of the um, more recent ones. Early, yeah, I yeah, I I think it follows as part of the Renaissance we've been getting. Yeah, okay, 2014. So yeah, it's part of the the Renaissance and horror movies we've been getting. Um, but if you've watched any horror movie from like between 2002 and 2009, then it's not this. It's definitely 
new visionary kind of horror. And it's very, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, we also so got, um, it was also one of the movies that kind of brought about one of the new generation of screen queens in Micah Monroe, our main character in that, because she was, was also in The Guest. Yes. Which is great. Hmm. The Guest is fantastic. I love it. When did Stranger Things come out? Stranger Things, I believe that was 2016? 16? Yeah, because when we were were listening to this, the other people I was watching this with, they said, you know, they listened to the music and they were like, oh, that's Stranger Things. I was like, no, that's just synth. Come on. Um, Yeah, 2016. Yeah, but I guess since It Follows came out in 2014, maybe that might have been like a slight influence um, no, like, to go back. No, the influence was 80s. 80s movies. Yeah, yeah, but like maybe like it like started the trend of like, oh, we can go back to the 80s. We can do that now. Yeah, no, we've kind of no, been doing that all, for decades. Yeah, we've always gone back yeah. to the 80s. I just thought about that, yeah. It's like, like. For some reason, everyone and their mother's in love with the 80s. Because yeah. that's when movies were good and original. <laughs> Unlike today, where everything is either based off a book or based off an 80s movie. Yeah, not like the 80s, where everything was either based off of a book, radio drama, or a 60s movie. Yeah. The 80s were great. A time that I was not there for. Big Trouble in Little China. 80s. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, moving on to my stuff then. Yes. Actually, since my computer is not dying anymore, there are two other things that I'd like to talk about. Well, we'll get to that. No, let, let K-Men speak. No, Real? if Dead Man wants to, wants to go, he can go. I only have two, th- I only have like, I only have a thing and a half to talk about. Oh, yeah. okay then. Uh, so, 13 Reasons Why Season 2 is out. I watched half the first episode because I hate myself. Oh. Why? Why is there a why? Season 2? Because some retard was like, hey, this, this show did really well. We have nowhere to go with the story. You want to make something up? And they're like, yeah, fuck it, sure. Let's Polaroids. I don't know. Everyone in the... Okay, everyone in the education system, the mental health system, and... Anything to do with children hates that show, especially here in Australia. I'm not involved in any of those things, and I hate that show. It is terrible. Yeah. Well, these people hate it because it's putting kids in danger. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it does does that, but coming at it. It does that, like coming out of things from like a critical side of things, which is what I can, which is the only way I can really do it because even though I am technically part of the mental health scene, I don't know dick about mental health, I don't know dick about children. (laughs) <laughs> all I can do is like look at it as a show and as a show it does not work for me on almost any level except for yeah the rape is really uncomfortable like character wise it is all so over the top and cartoony that none of it feels genuine or like an actual none of it feels like an actual threat nobody acts like an actual person does uh, Clay being involved in all of that at all is the biggest misdirect and biggest letdown of anything I've seen in recent memory, and it is just hot garbage why it's in there. Because like, for, So, for those who don't know, 13 Reasons Why is a Netflix series based off a book, because of course it is, 
<laughs> yeah. About a girl who, about a high school girl named Hannah Baker who kills herself and then sends out uh, seven cassette tapes, double-sided, you know, A-side, B-side. Yes. Um, with each side being her talking about a person that contributed to her committing suicide. Which will which likely is, lead to them committing suicide. Which is so bad. Which is so bad. We should not expose the children to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. As someone who can actually speak, I both as someone who has studied, you know, the mental health side and knows dick about children. This is po- quite possibly one of the worst influences that children can be yeah. exposed to. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's it's dangerous. It's detrimental and it's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like almost dangerous. It No, it is yeah. flat out dangerous. It, it, it yeah, it's just flat out dangerous and it's weird is that it's it's almost like marketed to the to the people it's most dangerous to. Yeah, it is. Ah. Uh, and it just makes it worse. <laughs> it's like, but hey, if no, you're listening you to this, if you're listening to this or watching 13 Reasons Why, or ever feeling like, or ever feeling like you're having these thoughts, visit 13reasonswhy.info for mental health things. I'm going to check out that link, you know? It's either, it's either, either .info or .com. And it's 13, 13 the number one, the number three. Okay. But yeah, so with uh, yeah, so with that, um, then every person who was on those tapes, uh, they they like uh, they like have their tapes out there, and they're like, oh god, all these fucking yeah, and they're essentially just passed down person to person to person. Uh, it is okay. It is thirteen. The number reasons why dot info, and it has uh the crisis text line. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which I'm going to assume is for America and not for any other country. Nope. Um, And it has resources like uh, a discussion guide, uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention video, the Trevor Project, um, more advocacy, uh, sexual assault link, a sexual assault link for men, um, depression, oh, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that is a rare one. Uh, substance abru- abuse, uh, drug abuse, and addiction for teens. Yeah, it's uh, essentially a, it's, it's essentially a crisis. It's essentially a crisis help aggregate. Yeah, um, which I'm isn't assume, a bad thing. Yeah, I'm going to assume a, a lot of these are for America. Yeah, I mean it's an American uh, show set in America. It's an American show, and they also have. Uh, a short blurb on the actual show. Yeah, so... Does it say that it's highly offensive and no one should watch it? No. No, it says the highly successful Netflix series 13 Reasons Why understands that some people out there might have some mental health problems, so, yo, fucking talk to people, dog. Vunderbar. No, they don't don't even do that. Do they have an image of a guy with, like, an open flannel shirt over a skating tee with a backwards hat on sitting backwards in a chair? Mm -hmm. No, there is unfortunately not the picture that everyone loves to see in those kind of conversations. It's like, um, hey kids, no. let's rap about suicide. Literally, the only kind of... <laughs> oh my god! Um, Listen, you may think you, you may think you may think self harm is on fleek, 
But let me tell you, it's very much not. I'm going to crawl <laughs> through the internet like a horror movie ghost. Like I said, I don't know dick about mental health or, or shit that affects children, but I'm very good at defending both. <laughs> um, no, the only thing Netflix here, uh, instead of their several links, that they don't actually, you know, they don't, like, discuss the links. They just put them there so you can click on them. Um, and the rest is, um, you know, just describing the show. Uh and oh, it's rating for MA, which includes depression, sexual assault, and suicide. If you're struggling, this series may not be right for you, or you may want to watch it with a trusted adult. That's at the very bottom of the page. That's the last thing that you're be seeing. That's the first thing that is said. Yeah, well, hey, that guess what? Be the In season two, thing. that's the first thing that's said. <sighs> season two <laughs> opens. With, season two opens with a minute-long video with four of the stars of the show reading that text out. Oh fuck! And what, and what's even more, what was it, this is kind of disgusting. I think so. There is there's literally a timer in the bottom corner letting you know when this will be done so you can get into the show. Oh, oh no! That yeah, that's no. disgusting. No, you can't. No, no. And one of the people and one of the people that are up there talking about the stuff is the guy playing the rapist. Oh, I'm so angry. So, getting into the sh- yeah, so back to season one, yeah. So, girl kills herself, puts out these tapes. Uh, over the course of the series, um, we follow Clay, our main character, who is on I think like the third to last tape or something, where everybody's like, "Hey, this is what you did. This is what you did. This is what you did." And they get to Clay, it's like, "Hey, you didn't do shit. You shouldn't oh. be on these tapes. I, I only put you on here for dramatic attention." No, okay. But really? the entire series, everyone is saying what I did is nowhere near as bad as what you did. Which what he did was the two of them started making out. She started yeah, she remembered back to watching her friend get raped and said, "Hey, let's stop." He says, "Okay." She gets mad and says, "Leave." And he does. Oh, okay. Really? But if he had Do, stayed, okay. she might not have killed herself. Okay, okay, okay. I'm offended. Okay. Okay. So anyway. I'm offended. Goes through, uh, all, goes through all this. Uh, we watch her, We watch a friend of hers get raped. We watch her get raped. Is this season one or season two? Season one. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. And then we also get to the end where we find out who the last person on the tape is, which is the guidance counselor, who says, who says, hey, if you come forward and like fight this, then we could do something. If not, just try to move on. What? Yeah, essentially he's just saying she she is like Hannah goes to him and says, Hey, something terrible happened to me. But I'm afraid to come forward with who it is because of their position in the school. And the teacher so... says, and then and the, and the guidance counselor says, if you are not willing to come forward, it's best to try to put it behind you. Yeah. That's actually a reasonable response. And that's what pushed her over the edge. Uh, so then she goes home, makes a, so then she goes home, makes essentially a, a like bulletin board connected with, connected with yarn diagram of everyone responsible for her killing herself. Oh, good. 
Okay, she records, just made the detective scene out of it. Records the beginning of those tapes because she's been recording those tapes for, throughout apparently the entirety of this fucking life or whatever. And then we see her slit her wrist in the bathtub. Yay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We actually see the scene where she dies? Um, I don't know. If we, I, I can't remember if we actually see the scene where she dies, but we do see her dead slit wrist in the bathtub. Oh. Her mom comes in on it. Yay. Children watch. (laughs) And what's even better, what is even better throughout all of that is that the tapes that she recorded on and the razor blade she used to kill herself, she stole from her parents' pharmacy. Yeah. Great. Just, just, just bloody wonderful. Just, so now, just wonderful. I mentioned this when I first talked about season one. I am not trying to make light of any of the subject matter itself that the show covers what I am what I am criticizing is the show itself and how it covers it yeah like I like I said this before but the rape scenes that they have in this show are appropriately effective I felt like I'm not I'm not a guy who usually gets like really uncomfortable about stuff in film because I can understand that it's fake the rape scene kind of got to me where I was like genuinely like fidgeting in my seat because I was just so uncomfortable watching it. And I'm not one of those guys who's like, and I, I am, I am a kind of of the firm belief that everything should be available to film and like art as a whole. So I've always been, so I've always been very much like, like, like I'm not against rape in film. I'm against rape used badly in film. Yeah. The way it's I, shot and the way that it is acted out, that's not bad. Yeah. The context in which they used it, I thought was pretty terrible. Oh, okay. It's all What's... about using it effectively, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah and like as an emotional scene, it is effective. That. But then you get into the actual rest of the show and it's undercut because the rest of the show is bad. Just poorly acted, no, really weak characterization with everybody. Just fucking terrible writing, terrible story. Everybody's a fucking nightmare creature. God, this show is so bad. I I need to take a moment here. But then we get into season two. Oh, Oh, no. Can I I please have a moment? Yeah, sure. I'll give you a minute. Yeah. I recently lost a family member to, well, self-destruction. And there's help. Please, please seek that help before you consider, A, what this young woman did, what people before have considered. Please, there, is, there are resources. It feels like you're alone. You're not. There's someone out there who at the very least is willing to listen to you, if not actually do something to help you. Please, before you ever consider taking your own life, seek help. (laughs) And also, no matter how bad your situation is, ending your life isn't the solution. And finally, don't watch this piece of crap. Don't, don't watch it. It is offensive and destructive. And by watching it, you are supporting a mindset that will only lead to more pain and misery for others in the future. 
Yeah. Just had to have a serious moment there. Okay, sorry about the coughing in the middle of that. I was wiping the sweat from Marie with my fat folds, and it got really stinky. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And with that, let's get into season two. That is the best way to end a serious moment. Yeah, yeah. It's what I do. This way to transition back to the the funny people talking about the bad stuff. So let's get into season two. I watched the first half of episode one and then gave up. Good. No. I watched half an episode of 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> but I mean, at, at least at least you had the, the decency to take care of yourself and stop. <laughs> so, five months have passed since the ending of the first season. And okay. I'm surprised they waited that long for a cash grab. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's been like a year. I, it, that was a joke. Yeah, but so yeah, five months have passed since the and since the events of the first season. Um, things have gotten out like about you know the things have gotten out about this uh, stuff. Like there's been the deposition at the end of the first season where all the kids are talking about like yeah, so things here are fucked. Everyone is like nightmare people, but nobody wants to admit it because of reasons. Like it's treating it like a it's treating it like a really weird situation. And I'm not 100% sure if this is, like, a thing that happens, but, like, so, girl kills herself. It gets out, it might be about bullying. Then everybody, except for one kid, is like, hey, there's no bullying, things right here are great, that girl's just a bitch. That actually does happen often. Um, people refuse to take the blame that, like, in some ways they feel they deserve. So yeah. they'll deny it and paint the individual as the wrongdoer. But no, it's like it's like people like straight up saying like it's people it's people straight up saying like, hey, hey, this guy who raped my girlfriend, he's not a rapist. <sighs> yes, yeah, so five yes, five months passed. Uh, the rapist has spun the story so that Hannah just came on him because you know. It's 2018. Um, in that time, um, the the like pe- the uh, plain- the people like actually suing the school, um, Hannah's mom and stuff. Uh, they have been trying to get this case like go to trial because like they haven't really been able to present the tapes as evidence because of something. I'm not 100 percent sure what that's happening, but like Clay, his mom's a lawyer. But then she, then she, but she like had to take herself off the case because her son was one of the people who could potentially be called up to talk, and that would be a conflict of interest. Would it? I think so. Uh, mm, I can't say yes or no to this because I don't know enough about the law. That's why I said potentially. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand lawyers. Yeah. But yeah, and so Clay has a tape of the guy admitting he raped Hannah. But apparently but it's sh- but, but apparently it's not able to be submitted as evidence unless he reveals the name of the other girl who was raped who was on the tapes but name was never mentioned. That that's not how that works. They, I know enough about the law to know that's not how that works. Well, drama. Yeah, and so also, also, if she couldn't do it, can't they get another lawyer? Like they did. There's another lawyer. He she oh, no, yeah she okay. was at a law firm, so she passed off to somebody else at the law firm. 
Yeah, yeah, and then her problem solved because lawyers they tend to have lawyer friends. Yeah, like like she like she knows the goings on of the case. She's just not the person prosecuting it, or being yeah. or being the or being like the uh, uh, attorney actually working on it. She just like knows yeah. what's happening, but can't be like a person involved because hey, my son is involved in this, so it might like fucking fuck with her judgment. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or like the judge might go, oh hey, you know. Yeah. This kind of stuff. No, but wait a minute, can't I don't know, oh, I'm not I don't a lawyer. Understand. I don't understand enough of the law, yeah. Yeah, especially American law, because it changes from state to state. Yeah, yeah. It does. It gets really confusing. Yeah, so um so yeah, Clay started dating some girl. They almost fuck, but then fucking I curfew, I don't know. It's weird. Hey, who cares? Who fuck cares? Who fucking cares? Yeah, got a tattoo of a comma on his wrist because he passed it like a pussy trying to get a semicolon. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh, oh god. Um, for those of you who don't know, a uh, you get a semicolon tattooed on your wrist as a show of solidarity. It's meant to show that this is not the end of a life. It is just you know. A portion of the story. Yeah, there's like more to the sentence to it. Yeah, yeah. So, in the trial, uh, we are getting our first like we're getting our first um, I guess questioning, uh, statement, whatever words, uh, from the creepy stalker, peeping Tom, photography bullied kid. Who's up there saying like, yeah, that's fucking everything's terrible there. Oh, dog shit. And then the defense attorney came up. It's like, hey, didn't Hannah ask you to take, didn't Hannah ask you to take these pictures, meaning that it's okay she got raped or something? What? It's, I, I don't know the exact context. At that point, I fucking tapped out. Okay. But what's even dumber is there's a point where he goes into his, like, the red room at the, the red room, like, the film, film development room at his school, and it's a bunch of pictures of him hanging up with the eye holes poked out and, like, white out written on it setting, saying, you ain't seen shit. Really? And that is a direct uh, okay. quote. Okay. You okay. ain't seen shit isn't a threatening line. It is not something that you can fucking carve into photos or on a wall or something and have people go like, <gasps> it is laughable when you see it written out like that. So that immediately undercuts all the tension of that fucking scene. We also have another character who, at the end of the first season, tried to kill himself. And failed. So he's back. He has a different haircut. And he apparently forgot how to act. Because he got significantly worse. Maybe he realized what kind of show it was. And was like, oh, I don't want to partake in this anymore, but I've got a contract to fulfill. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting option, actually. But yeah, so he goes into school and it is revealed through terrible dialogue that if anybody mentions the word suicide at the school, they get suspended. Yeah, because that's going to stop them from killing themselves. Yep. And it's brought up because he brought his own suicide note to school. Yeah, he wrote a suicide note, shot himself in the head with his cop dad's gun, oh. 
didn't die, oh forgot God. why he tried to kill himself, and asked his mom for his own suicide note. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh God, this is so dumb. It oh is. God. I want to rip the show apart in fucking like commentary format, but I don't feel like myself, especially is at a correct level that we'd be able to like riff it the way we normally do and still like give the subject matter, the, like the, the no, severity it deserves. Yeah. We're not good yeah. enough for it. We, no, we, no we are way. not, we are not skilled enough critics to be yeah. able to do that. We, we make oh very dumb jokes. And Hell, no I think I've way. made suicide jokes. Yeah, we couldn't do we couldn't do the subject matter justice. No, no way. Oh my god! I think I once had a T-shirt for sale that was a reference to an attempted rape in an anime. Oh, okay, and and we wonder why Google doesn't give us AdSense. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the shirt just said "Pro Tip: Kick Him in the Dick." Oh my god! Because just in the context of the show, the. The girl who had taken who had taken uh, co-ed karate did not know that when you kick somebody in the balls, it hurts them. Seriously? Yes, but then she felt the pain of being kicked in the nards. Thus, she was thus she was getting over her fear of men. Okay. Kokoro Connect. Intermittently all right show that aspect worst part of it. So anyway, 13 Reasons Why is bad. Don't watch it. Don't be like me, who might end up watching it. Yeah, I one keep of, flip-flopping on whether or not I think I should watch it. One of the dumbest things that bugged me out that first season was the way the episodes were titled. Because, like I said, it was seven cassette tapes with an A side and a B side. Yeah. The the episodes were listed tape 1A, tape 1B, you know, tape 2A, and so on. Mm-hmm. In the show, they're, they're numbered 1 through 13. Like, they're, like they're their own individual tapes. Okie doke. And okay. it bugged me. Just like fucking goddamn it, that was that was that was a thing that just like subtly nigged in the back of my goddamn mind, which is like this nagging fucking gnawing sensation in the fucking stem of my goddamn brain, of just like just choose one or the other, you fucking people. Which made the whole experience, which made the whole watching experience even worse than it already was. Exacerbating factor. That's my experience with mental health. Anyway. Moving on, I watched Black Panther. <gasps> yes. That shit is awesome. It's really yes. good. Yes. The That's CG was laughable. We stand. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I, I can I can see that sometimes the the CG was pretty bad. Sometimes yeah. the entire movie. I liked most of it. It was no. horrendously distracting. That final fight felt like you were throwing two dolls full of fucking cotton at each other. 
The sound design did not help. Like, yeah, you get to the end and you get like you get like the actual character bit with uh, with Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman actually like acting off each other. And that was great. Fucking Killmonger's ending. That was just like a really great fucking button for that character. And yeah, he was right. But then you proceed it with. Just some of the worst. It took me out of the movie sometimes, like not not like fully of like, oh, God, like I can't like, enjoy this. It, it was just like I would see it and I would still be experiencing like, you know, the emotion and whatever from the actual like writing and directing and acting. But it would be writing, directing and acting inside like a really shitty video game. I don't think the CG was that bad. No, I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was pretty, you know, I am very adverse film. to bad CG. Just listen to me talk about CG and anime. He is. Okay. See, I, 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 I have very bad eyesight, so usually flies past me. It is a personal thing, just a very small little personal nitpick, but it was something that did adversely affect my enjoyment of the movie. But no, I just... I enjoyed that movie. Uh, the... Like, yeah, the CG was bad, but it was still, and it was like, but it was badly rendering something that I really enjoy seeing, which is Wakanda. Even in the comics, the thing I always yeah, enjoyed Wakanda's is like the, beautiful. like the tribal African aesthetic with the just super fucking holy dick technology. Yeah, the Afrofuturism is such a good, like even, it's a good movement and also aesthetic. Is like hell yeah. Yeah, it's one of the. I really that. hope our future looks like that because it was so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. My, my kind of favorite like, it's thing, kind of design wise and stuff. Yeah, my kind of like favorite part of it though was the spiral staircase in Shuri's lab. Yeah, just the look of like the like oh, like I said the yeah. tribal African stuff, but looking like like modern tagging and street art. It looked fucking think, incredible. Like, yeah, it, a, a whole the whole set design of Shuri's lab is just. Perfect, and yeah. even like you can see the like you know, the windows out into the mines. That was like hell yeah, yeah. Even though I think that's probably the bad CGI. You were like ugh, but like that was still very pretty. no. Like like the mines, the mine stuff. I didn't mind because there wasn't enough detail for it to look that bad. Okay, like it was, was just it, it was just like weird lumps with blue shit in it. Like, get to the fucking weird spaceship things. Those things look terrible. And I, and I mean that from a rendering side of things. Design-wise, they're pretty cool. And yeah, all of that, yeah. all, all the fucking, all the design is kind of what helps alleviate some of the pain from the bad CG. Like, they were able, they were able to take just fucking years and years of people redesigning what Wakanda looks like and making something that feels that, that looks and feels really solid. Like the fucking, like, like the like the holographic fucking shields coming out of their, coming out of the cloaks, the fucking battle rhinos. Oh man. God, I love the rhinos. The, the Jabari tribe, just all of them with their, with their like awesome fucking masks and shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that movie. Uh, all the the look of every single character when they go into that fucking final fight, like the royal guard, uh, fucking Shuri with her with her weird fucking kitty cat death cannons. <laughs> and I kind of like Shuri. Shuri's kind of Shuri's this weird like Shuri's this weird personification of a lot of the things I like about Black Panther as a concept. It's like hyper advanced technology crossed with the crossed with like the African side of things. It's kind of her. This corset hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. And Angela Bassett's Angela Bassett's in it. She's great. Forrest Whitaker. He has one of the weirdest yes. line deliveries in the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I've actually uh, seen kind of it? floating around. Yeah, like, like there was a, like there was a meme that like he's, he's floating around every once in a while, just like the Twitter screen grab of like, "Hey, what's your favorite line for Black Panther?" And it's like, "This will strip him of the powers of the Black Panther." Just like really terrible, weird line delivery on that thing. Yeah, I'm sorry if that I'm sorry if that offended people, but no, that's that's how it's it terrible. It was a weird ass like, line delivery, and I do not know why weird. they kept that take. Like that, yeah, they they must have like they're either they're, like either there wasn't a better take or he said I'm doing one take. Yeah, you just, just yeah, yeah. Or, like, I'm doing this it was once. A, or yeah. it was a mix up on the editing table because they cut out like the I think the original director's cut was like four hours and then they oh, had to keep I'm gonna whittling watch it down. That shit. Me too. Bring it to me. The I, four I kind of, I kind of cut, like the idea please. better of just like I was like Forrest Whitaker delivering that line. And then, like, Ryan Coogler and one of the producers sitting on the side is like, can we really not get another take? It's like, no, we can't afford two takes from Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) (laughs) We can't. We 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 already can't afford better CG than this. Let's just fucking go with it. (laughs) We spent all of our money on flying people to Africa. We can't afford They didn't film in Africa. I know. (laughs) They filmed in South Korea, I think. We wasted all our money flying people to South Korea so we could film in Africa. (laughs) the housing market here is ridiculous it's like california all over yeah fuck it cut let's just move on we'll see if we can fix it in post all the other actors are like so we're doing another we're doing another cut right like we're we're gonna we're gonna reshoot that like no moving on next thing what (laughs) just don't worry about it let's go um, I think I've been seeing gifs online from the, some of the deleted scenes from the director's cut. I mean, or, I mean, some of the deleted scenes from the original theatrical release, mm-hmm. and like it's scenes with um, T'Challa and um, oh shit, Nakia. Okay. I think I think that's I think that's her name. I know it starts with an N. I think I can spell it more than I can remember how to say it. Um, uh, like is that as, the uh, um, spy lady? Yes. The yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the spy lady. Um, I know she has the love interest, but I didn't want to just go yeah, hit love yeah, interest. Yeah, like she's, she's more, more than, than that. She's more yeah. than just love interest. Like yeah. I actually like she actually fights close to the same level as Black Panther does. So yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah, she's more than just the love interest, she, um, which she is, is I think refreshing. Yeah, she is one of their like fucking covert operatives. She kind of has a similar ideology to Killmonger. Yeah, but she takes a different path. Yeah, Killmonger she has a moral ideology. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, bo- well, both of them are against isolationism. It's just one of them is like we can help so many people, and everyone's like, yeah, we can run this bitch. 
Yeah, like yeah. I, like I, like I say, she has a moral ideology, whereas Killmonger has a conquering ideology. Uh-huh. But they both yeah. want to do the same thing, which same is thing, help their people from outside of their borders. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, I've been seeing gifs of um some scenes from the original like four hour cut where like as them as children and like you know experiencing Wakanda and like you know sparking you know that puppy love and all that kind of stuff and like more scenes between T'Chaka and his brother um like before he dies mm-hmm. in um America and stuff and like all that kind of stuff and I like I just I just want to I want to see the full picture because obviously there was more than what we saw in theaters and yeah and and I yeah want the to character see- is Nakia. Yeah, Nakia, yeah. Played by um, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Um, God, there were so many great actors in that film. Yeah. One thing that really, one thing that does kind of bug me, though, is how disposable they treated Andy Serkis. Like, Andy Serkis' claw. Say what you will about, like, his yeah, faithfulness no, to the uh, comics. Yeah, that annoyed yeah. me. He was yeah, a fair. great yeah. secondary villain. Yes, and they just threw him away. Way. Yeah, then just kill yeah. him and just fucking shoots him in a junkyard. You know, that's what I kind of feel. Like, I feel as though in, like, a four-hour movie, we might have had more time with him. Um, and then his death might have felt more, like, satisfying no, to no, watch. Like, no matter how much we got of him in that one movie, his death would have still felt unsatisfying yeah. because yeah. he was so great a fucking henchman. He was, he was a he fucking was fantastic a evil lieutenant. Yeah. That we could have gotten more and more out of. He could have like been a fucking long running thing like like that fucking like the fucking gun runner in the Netflix of series. Yeah. Because he could have yeah. kept showing up working for new evil people. <laughs> because like I don't because like Claw the the portrayal of Claw in this movie, he would not work as a solo villain. No, no, because he no, is too. No, he's definitely ju- a supporting villain. Yeah, he does not have an ideology. He does not have driving goals of something more than himself or anything like that. He is just, I got to get paid. Yeah, which which but, which works for like a criminal, a super criminal. But he is, he is on a pedestal of he's on he's on like he's playing around in the same level as the big time superheroes and the fucking super villains. He can't really be just a regular criminal or a su- even a super criminal. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a weird space. And I think, okay, I think if Black Panther was like a series and we got the ultimate amount of time with them, more than four hours, uh, then I think I think Andy Serkis' character could have had more time to be I think it was a waste him. to genuinely kill him off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, think if, it, like, I, I, don't, I think not only would it have been smarter for Killmonger to keep him around, but also it would have been more beneficial for the Marvel universe to keep him around because it's always nice to have a familiar face to blame things on. Yeah. It's like, hell, they, they could have, they're going to be getting, they're setting up for the new guard with the infinity war movies. Yeah. They could have done like, they could have like, Hey, instead of like actually just showing him taking goddamn bullets and dying, could have been like, oh yeah, it like cuts over, cuts over to like a fucking different angle, so we don't actually see the shots going off. Or like he brings yeah. up his weird robotic stump, and then we hear like a small then, little flash, but he acts dead, so it's enough to feel, so it's enough to fool Killmonger. 
Yeah, and then that's like you know it satisfies the plot of him being dead. Yeah, it shows kill, it shows killmonger. Or at the very least, they could have implied that he was going to go uh, more in the direction of original claw, which is turn into sound because of vibranium exposure. Or hell, maybe that's where they're going. Like, yeah, his physical body's dead, but he lives on in his fucking arm like Bionic Commando. Yeah, but yeah, like they could have given us the audience like a means to go like. You know, they could have given us the 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 sad, like you know the plot of he he's gone from the rest of this movie, but also like enough to go. Oh, we didn't actually see him die, or like we show we saw him pretend to be dead, so we'll see him again. Like you know, yeah, but Killmonger will return him. in. Yeah, um, oh, sorry, not Killmonger. Instead, the Killmonger is fucking dead. Claw will yeah, return. Killmonger in. is unfortunately dead. Yeah, but like you know that. Um, yeah, it gives. Like, it gives the audience an idea, like, oh, we may be able to see him again. But then, now that I'm thinking about it, Killmonger was such a perfect villain for this movie. Yeah. And he was amazing. for Black Panther. And he did die. Like, you know, his story kind of ended in this movie. Yeah. And it's not like we can get a sequel of Black Panther with Killmonger and the Claw again. Well, um, that's kind of well, fair, because, like, it... Like, given what we see in that character, would it really be as satisfying an ending if it was, all right, yeah, so Killmonger's in a cell somewhere. Mission accomplished. Let's go on with our lives. No, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been as satisfying, but it probably would have been as satisfying to know that Killmonger, the perfect, pretty much the perfect villain in this movie, dead, and then we see the claw again. Like, it, it might have felt, like, underhanded that, you know, ah. the, you know. What? Underhanded? Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, rascal. No. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 4.30 in the morning, and I was not thinking clearly. Yep. Yeah, we can wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I think that wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as satisfying to know that the perfect foil and the perfect villain for Black Panther was dead, and then we see the claw again. Um, well, I don't, you say I don't think that, I but there are that. other villains that can fill that role. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think I would have liked it. And to be fair, given that he was like the accepted king and Black Panther for Wakanda for like a hot second, he's probably still alive in the fucking astral planes. That's yeah, true. like we might see him again, but he might be, you know. Yeah, Michael um, Jordan is a phenomenal yep. talent. Michael B. Jordan is a phenomenal talent. They're not getting rid of him after one fucking movie. Yeah. That no, bitch he, signed a 19,000 year contract. <laughs> Disney will never let him leave. Anywho, that's what we're watching then on the news. Well, no, I there oh right, fuck, I forgot. I to talk about. I forgot. Yeah, two more uh, things, gay man. Go ahead. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, the first one is a British detective series. If you're sick of Monk but still want to see someone solve murders, I recommend Inspector Lewis. A detective who is not a quirky bastard, but an actual detective who goes out and actually solves crimes instead of being surrounded by annoying followers who just make things awkward, uncomfortable, and otherwise tiring. Oh my god, a man who does his job. <laughs> Though there is one problem. His boss is a cunt. Ah, a shame. Yeah, every other episode, she's threatening to fire him because he's doing his goddamn job. And he's not even doing it in a way that's harassing people. So every other episode, I'm just like, why the fuck do you exist? Dramatic tension. 
The and this is a BBC program, as is the other one that I wanted to talk about, which is Horrible Histories, <gasps> a BBC sketch comedy about history. Horrible so, Histories is my childhood. Yes, it is on Amazon Prime. It is free if you have Amazon Prime, and it is well worth the watch. I fucking love this show. Uh, I'm well into season two, and the only reason I've stopped is because we got to a segment that I really want my wife to watch. <laughs> but one warning: don't watch it while you eat. Okay. Yeah, don't. It's gross. It's it, it's for There's it's a lot like of it's gross kids. out humor. Yeah, it's kind of made for kids stuff, but it's very clever and good comedy, and there is a bit of gross out stuff. Yeah, there's a good bit of gross out humor. Um, poop jokes every five minutes, in my opinion. Yes, yes, yes. All right then. So oh, very brief then. All right then. So yeah, news. Uh, so. First up, uh, Elizabeth Shue has been uh, announced to be ca- to be starring in the upcoming Amazon adaptation of The Boys. The Boys is a comic series uh, written by Garth Ennis about, hey, what if superheroes were fucked up? Oh, right. Okay. So, 52. Uh, no. <laughs> worse. <laughs> oh, okay. Like much worse. So, the DC um, Cinematic Universe. Worse. Watchmen? Worse. (laughs) If Watchmen was more hedonistic. Oh, God. Like, the boys... Serious serious thing. The boys are a American government-sanctioned superhero law enforcement squad, essentially. Like, anytime superheroes get out of line, the boys come in. Oh... Why is it called The Boys? That's like really good meme stuff. Because that's the group. They're the boys. Except for the female. The the boys and the gender diverse character. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So so the boys are made up of um, Wee Huey, uh, a Scottish man whose girlfriend was killed when the equivalent of the Flash Flung in, was flung into her by a supervillain at at mock speeds. Okay. So he so he then goes up and joins the boys, which is led by Billy Butcher, um, a former British soldier who has a severe hate on for the Superman of this world because the Superman of this world um, raped and impregnated his wife. Okay. And then the Great. super baby ripped his way out of her womb. Oh. oh okay. L- lovely. Uh, then there is Mother's Milk, who is a former mm. U.S. Marine who whose mom was experimented on by Vought American, I believe, a company that kind of like produces a drug that gives people superpowers and is like very much behind the superhumans shit happening. Um, he ended up accidentally boxing a guy's head off like Rock'em Sock'em Robots and has to drink his mother's breast milk every few weeks or months otherwise he will shrivel up and die. Okay. Uh there's the okay. French there's the Frenchman who's the muscle of the group. Who's the French guy? He just he's just French. He's just French that's his superpower. No, like all of them have all of them have the simple superpowers of enhanced durability, strength and all other shit, just like basic superpowers. Yeah. And then there is the female of the species. A small Asian girl who kills anybody who touches her except for Frenchie. 
She's the other muscle. So whenever they're like, so they need to like get into an area and it's like, oh, we got fucking asshole to henchmen. They, the boys send in Frenchie and the female. I can't. Does that I sound can't like take, a shitty TV show to anybody else? It's not I a can't very good take comic. The name seriously, I can't do it. All I can think is like, oh, we're kicking, we're opening a cold one with the boys. Oh well, well, in this case, a cold one would be a superhero skull. Yeah, the, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> but yeah, and so in this world, uh, there are superheroes who will, who will like use their powers to fuck people. Like literally, there have been there are like multiple women in the series that, like, will you'll see them go into the bathroom, take, take like take a piss, wipe themselves, pull the paper towel, pull the toilet paper, and just see blood from being fucked too hard. Uh, the guy who runs the uh, the guy who runs the Justice League, um, he wants to take over the world and is sick of being told what to do. And at one point, he like does the whole thing of like, "Hey, these people want a car and time to spend out with this guy." So they like, so like the family gets into the car and he like flies them off into the distance. And you expect like, "Oh, I'll drop off on a parking lot somewhere." He flies around with them like up at like plane altitudes for like twelve hours and then just drops them. Uh, when a new member of when a new when a new team when a new like teammate gets joined gets added to the seven, essentially the the you know the Justice League, um, every male team member take turns face fucking her. You know, like you do. Uh, the Wonder Woman is the Wonder Woman equivalent is a lush asshole who is too old to be fucked by anybody, and that is a big part of her character. Okay. She spends That's all just of, great. Yeah, she spends all of her time walking around drinking out of martini glasses and just being like horribly depressed about all the fucked up shit that's been done to her. I feel as though I need a drink. The series, The Boys, is incredibly nihilistic and disgusting, and it's Garth Ennis at his worst, de- delving into like all of his like worst impulses about writing superheroes. And Wait, now, so it's, and now the TV upcoming... show is starring Elizabeth Shue. Okay, so this is an upcoming show. Yes, it is an upcoming show uh, from okay. the guys who did Preacher. Okay, ah, another Garth Ennis series. That okay. explains so much. Okay, yeah. This tells me that the people who are doing this and did Preacher were fans of Garth Ennis. So yeah, Garth Ennis is a really good writer. The Boys is okay. not one of his better works. N- no. But given given how well the uh, given how well this particular crew of dudes uh, managed to do preacher, like they didn't do preacher exactly. They switched things up a bit, changed up the way that they introduced some characters, changed the character dynamics and stuff. But it ultimately worked as a show. I think a bit slow paced, but still fun to watch. And so I feel like it will be a similar situation with the boys, where they rework things so that it works better as a not horribly disgusting TV show. I'm offended. I, wanna, I honestly, I can't take it. Whenever you say the boys and it comes out of your mouth, I can't take it seriously. I'm surprised I that's the thing it. you're hung up on. No, well, the, the thing is, I can forget all of that and, like, you know. I just not keep remember singing it. the boys are back in town to myself. Yeah, yeah, like, all I can think about is, yeah, yeah. All I can think of is the stuff I mentioned. See, I, I can get drunk and then forget about that. <laughs> like the Batman equivalent of this is a sex addict who like actively tries to rape people while flying through the sky. 
I think um, Garth Ennis has a problem. He kind of does. If you want like a better Garth Ennis, I'd recommend Jimmy's Bastards. It's a new series that he's doing with Aftershock Comics that is basically kind of shitting on James Bond and like also modern day stuff. Like there's one guy, uh, like the first mission we see of him, him, it is um, Jimmy Regent um, in a dirigible fighting a, I think like a clown called Trigger Warning. And like a monkey that's uh, like an SJW of some kind, I think. Like his, his name is his name is a joke on SJW. And trigger warning is like a giant gun that he's firing off, but he's also like screaming like things that could trigger people. Okay. He's okay. Garthinus is a very juvenile writer, but he's able to do it with a certain level of skill. It worked like like Jimmy's Bastards works better than I'm works better than I'm actually saying. Okay. It's really funny, and I would highly recommend Jimmy's Bastards to anybody who is interested in reading comics. Also, just Aftershock. Aftershock is actually a really great new publisher. And I do mean is new. They've only been around news? for like two years. Is there better news on the horizon? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Lock and Key. Uh, the series based on the fantastic Joe Hill graphic novel series uh, is nearing a series order deal with Netflix after being dropped by Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, Carlton Cruz, Carlton Cuse, sorry, uh, he has been trying to get this series picked up for a while now. Um, it was originally gonna be, it originally found a home over at Hulu, and he was working on a pilot there. He actually had like a whole cast set up. Uh, he, um, Andy Muschietti, who did um, it, was set to direct, uh, but then Hulu decided to drop the series and just move on to something else. He's been shopping, he's been shopping the property around for a while, and now it looks like he is getting close to, according to Hollywood Reporter, anyway. Getting close to nearing, getting getting close to a series order uh, from Netflix. Uh, for those okay. who do not know, uh, the series is about uh, Lock and Key is about the Lock family uh, who move to their ancestral family home in Lovecraft, Massachusetts, after their dad is murdered. Uh, when they get there, the three kids, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bode, uh, find a bunch of keys. When the keys are used in the right doors, fucking magic happens. There are okay. some there are some keys that turn you from man to woman. There are some keys that actually like open up your mind so you can like pull out physical manifestations of your own like horrible subconscious stuff. Uh, there are keys that turn you into a giant. There are keys that you control shadows. All kinds of magic shit. And it's about these three kids uh, trying to use the keys to fight off Dodge and the creatures from beyond the black door. It's a great, okay. it's a great fucking, it's a great like fantasy story and fantasy horror yeah. story uh, that is a fantastic comic. Uh, it's done what now. What age are the kids? Um, so Tyler is around 17. Okay. Uh, Kinsey is like 13 or 14 and Bode is okay. like 10. All right then. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's about these three kids. Just using these keys to go on fucking wacky adventures before really horrible shit starts happening. And it's great. And for some goddamn fucking retarded ass bullshit reason, every goddamn person who talks about this series thinks it takes place in Maine. No, didn't you just say it takes place in It takes place in Massachusetts. Every yeah. article ever written about it says it takes place in Maine. He's okay. edited the wiki article a few times. Because 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm near 100% certain that the reason this goddamn happening is because Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. And Stephen King sets all of his oh, goddamn stories in Maine. He's in Maine, yeah. But anyway. So yeah, while uh, Q's is still involved in this and will be and will be serving as showrunner if this if this deal does get picked, if the deal does go through, um, it will be a whole new cast, any new director from the Hulu pilot. Um, that de- I guess like that deal fell through or whatever with them, and uh, Andy Muschietti is specifically going on to direct um, it too. Okay. But if this does go through, it will be new cast, new director. Okay, so it will be more Netflix than Hulu. Yeah, it Hulu. will be a it'll be same same material, just new actors Different. and new directors. Yeah, okay. All right then. Yeah. Moving on. So there's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh, is it animated, please? It is a CG live action hybrid. Oh. So it will be okay. live action people interacting with CG Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, so we can only hope for the best that it's not bad CGI, but... So, the movie is being executive produced by Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, and is being directed by Jeff Fowler, and this will be his first full-length feature film directing job. Also, James Marsden is in it. Okay. What's the rating on this Sonic movie? Probably PG to PG-13. Okay. It's coming out November 15th next year. And if I had to guess, James Marsden is the guy who gets his girlfriend stolen by Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) While Sonic is eating like a hot dog? Yeah, he has a chili dog in one hand, her in the other. Chili dog. Chili. Yeah, chili dog. Yeah, chili dog in one hand, what? her in the other, as he then runs off into the distance, and we get a really disgusting fucking kiss scene as James Marsden's there, like, what the fuck? Okay. Because James Marsden is the eternal me. cuck. You're gonna have to <laughs> You're gonna have to educate me. What is a chili dog? Uh it is a hot dog covered in chili. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not as fun. Okay. It's it's what did together. you think it was? I was thinking. Do you think it was a hot dog made of chili? One that was going to be my first guess. Um, That's that sloppy Joe. A hot, yeah, it, we might call that like gruel here. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, on chili dogs. Either, okay, it was either a hot dog made out of chili stuff, or um, it's just the hot dog bun with chili in it uh, instead of the hot dog. Um, so the first one sounds disgusting. Just a hot dog yeah. sleeve full of chili. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe America could make that. Yeah, they probably could. Yeah. But the second one, I think it's just a Sloppy Joe, but with chili. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Sloppy Joes are just, we got some meat and some seasoning shit on it, put that in a bun. Oh, Okay. We'd call that a very poorly made burger. Well, no, like, it, was, it was specific. Joe. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> nah, a sloppy Joe is like a less fancy pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, actually. 
Oh, okay, I get it now. All right, yeah, I've got I've got the picture in my head now. Yeah, right. so James Marsden, for those who don't know, uh, he played Cyclops in the X Men movies, and he is also currently featured. At, he's currently starring in Westworld as Teddy Flood, one of the many hosts. Mm. Solid actor. Yeah, he always gets he, his girlfriend stolen. Yeah. He just has that face, you know. Like even in the fucking oh, even in the Superman movie he was in, he got his girlfriend stolen by Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just got that face. He's got the face of a cuck. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. So, Roseanne. Yes, I saw this. Roseanne, her show got cancelled because she made a racist tweet. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. so shocked that the woman that played Trailer Park Trash for years might have said something racist. I know, it's shocking, right? I'm, But to be fair, I mean, the show got cancelled. That's yes. a big deal. So. <laughs> I am so shocked that the show actually got remade. That's the part I'm shocked yeah. about. The yeah. part I'm shocked about is that Roseanne came back. That's the shocking part of all of this. Yes. So for those who do not know, uh, Roseanne Barr, star of the show, um, made a tweet on May 29th reading Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. VJ refers to Valerie Jarrett, um, a former senior advisor to Barack Obama. Yes. Um, Everybody, rightfully, um, saw that as very racist. Because she is, yeah, so Valerie Jarrett is an Iranian-born African-American woman. And I feel like I don't need to explain more of that than that. So I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I believe she later sent out a yeah, tweet. Yeah, yeah, she later deleted the tweets. Apologizing. And, yeah, she deleted the tweets and apologized saying like, hey, it was fucking 3 a.m. I was on Ambien. Yeah, and she then apologized and said, I'm so sorry for all the people who were working on my show and have now lost their jobs. Yeah. Um, And then she was like, oh, I'm going to be on this podcast to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, She also later defended the tweet as a joke, uh, stating that Islam is not a race. (sighs) Okay. You know, like what not racists say. Yeah, then she deleted that stuff and said, hey, I apologize. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, the the series was then canceled. And this was, yes. and this was, uh, and this was um three months after it had already been renewed for an 11th season. God damn it. Yeah, it got renewed for yeah. an 11th season back in March. Then this happened and it got canceled. Yeah, outright, outright canceled. Yeah. Um... Following up on that, Brian Fuller, creator of Hannibal, uh, took to Twitter and said, in all caps, not to be opportunistic, but if you're itching to fill that Roseanne slot with another ABC, with another former ABC show, with an image of his other series, Pushing Daisies. (gasps) Oh, I liked Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies was great. It got canned way too early. And given that this is the age where no show dies... (laughs) <laughs> yes, bring it back. Fucking bring it back. <laughs> God damn it, ABC. You gave Roseanne another chance, but not Brian motherfucking Fuller. 
you know, I'd be really okay if they brought back pushing, uh, pushing daisy. Uh, that's not any words in my mouth. Pushing daisies. If they brought back push, yeah. If they brought back put, um, pushing daisies, um, I would really, I think, appreciate it if they did it more in the style of the good place. And but they won't uh, be pushing daisies. It would be the good place. No, no. But if it had that more of that like modern feel. I oh, want like, my goddamn forensic fairy tale back, motherfucker. Okay, okay, yeah. Amen. <laughs> like, the reason I like pushing daisies is because it is pushing daisies. If they brought it back with the same cast, same basic story, but it was just the good place. No, not, no, 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 no. Not, like, just the good place. I mean, like, it it, it was the same, like, the good place is brought back, like, a, um, like, it's brought back the kind of sitcom feel but, but um in but entirely daisies isn't a different sitcom. directions i know i know but it's that same good feeling yeah, yeah it's got a good <laughs> feeling but you can but you can do that by having your own thing you can have the fucking narrator there describing shit like a fucking art student wrote a, wrote a children's book <laughs> okay all right you, uh, yeah you, i you see can have, point. you can okay. have fucking lee pace up there doing his best fucking autistic person Make- i think just like I do not want to touch anything, and I am horrible at social interactions. Having that fucking amazing relationship with him and Chuck, that they actually did some really interesting fucking shit with. Bring the bring the goddamn ants back in. What's Kristen Chenoweth was doing right now? Fucking nothing important. <laughs> G McBride could use a paycheck. You know, he's a paycheck. G McBride fucking get shit done. God, I missed that fucking show. Yeah. It's so goddamn good. I like pushing daisies. So yeah. Nothing about this is actually gonna be happening, probably. It was just no. Brian Fuller doing a I'm gonna assume half serious joke. Yeah, a good old Twitter joke. Yeah, just just like if nothing else, like if nothing comes of it, then he's like, "Hey, you know, just a joke." But if something does come of it, something could have come of it. Yeah. Let's get another for news. Any more news? Ah, oh, nice. New releases wise, this week we got upgrade, a movie that have I am really interested in seeing. Upgrade. I haven't seen a lick of advertising here in Australia. A quadriplegic man's wife is murdered. Oh, yeah. Upgrade. Yeah. He then gets a, he then gets an AI computer chip installed in the, in like in his spine that then gives him, that gives him movement back. Uh, There's also an AI program living inside it that can occasionally take over and do cool karate shit. So then he goes on a quest with his fucking, with his goddamn computer chip to track down his wife killers and kill them. Okay. And whenever he's losing a fight, he gives control to the AI and the AI just kicks all kinds of ass. Yeah. The, the, the bit that kind of sold me in the movie from the trailer was he's got like getting his ass kicked and then stem the chip is like, can I assume control? It's like, yes, yeah, I assume control. It's like, all right, assume control. And then he just goes into fucking full matrix mode, but the face is like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? <laughs> okay. It's a my it's, it's my a, one problem is I'm like it's either going to be really buddy buddy to where okay you can trust this AI or it's going to be 
okay, the entire time I'm just wondering when this moron's going to realize how fucked he is. Yeah, so looking at um, the review so far, people seem to like it. It is doing a... It's doing solid. So... I am glad to this. I'm glad to see that. I'm glad that a movie that I saw a trailer for that looked kind of interesting turned out to be actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm... I think it kind of sucks because I don't think it's going to end up in like an Aussie cinema or at least not where I live. And I kind of feel disappointed in that because I think oh. I want to watch it now. Oh, it's a Bloomhouse movie. Oh. So, hey. Oh, and it's directed by the guy who made Saw. Oh, Like okay. made Saw. Yeah, Lee Wennell. Lee Wennell? Uh... Yeah, he was the writer and the guy who wasn't Carrie Elways in Saw 1. The guy who didn't cut his foot off. I miss Saw. Like, the good ones. <laughs> I, mean, the good I, I have one? to preface this. Yeah. If I'm honest with myself, yeah. But yeah, fuck, this is... Yeah, I really want to see this. Yeah, I guess, uh, for now, if they're wondering, uh, it is starring uh, Logan Marshall Green, who was uh, the shocker who Michael Keaton killed in Spider Man Homecoming. And he was one of the main guys in Prometheus. Uh, he was the guy that got the weird eye worm thing that he got from the vodka that David put his finger in. Oh, him! Oh, yeah! Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, written and directed by Lee Wannell, um, Australian director. He made Saw and Insidious and stuff. Blumhouse film. Yeah. It's got a decent amount of stuff going for it. So yeah, I am looking forward to this. Any other new releases? Uh, fucking this week? No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of fucking nothing. Next week, uh, got some stuff. Uh, we got Hereditary, a new, oh, yeah, really interesting looking horror, horror movie. Film. Yeah. Really? You think that it looks interesting? Yeah, I want to yeah, see it. I, it looks trite to me. It looks yeah. dull. Yeah, it didn't pique my interest. At least the trailers haven't. Well, that, that, It looks very half-hearted to me. It is the writer and director's first movie. Well, I hope it's better than the trailers look. It's currently sitting at 100%. Okay. Average rating 9 out of 10 based on 33 reviews. Okay. All right, then. So, yeah. Uh, We also got Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. (laughs) Which is also doing really well. And yeah, Ocean's Eight. Mr. Rogers. Oh yeah, is that? That's Olin? the girl. Screw, that is right? the female-led yeah. Ocean's Eleven remake, starring Sandra Bullock, oh, Kate s- Blanchett, I've Anne seen- Hathaway, and Rihanna. I'm actually Rihanna's curious about it. it. Yes, yeah. Rihanna is in it. it because, like, my like they're they're doing one of my favorite things, which is heist movie. Like, I, I yeah. really wish like. 
I in more D and D games I get heist movie scenarios because oh, I love planning the ultimate heist. <laughs> yes, yeah. but it also but it's also it is also doing one of the things that I hate the most, which is taking a potentially interesting original property and slapping some other bullshit on it. Specifically, suggesting this as a new Ocean's movie. They didn't need to do yeah. that. It might have been one of those situations where they had the script and everything and like they probably had the people ready to go and then some studio went, oh, we can attach it to this. That's worse. Um, yeah, that is, that is worse. But like it might have been that situation uh, because I, I've been noticing that recently a, a lot of movies like a lot of things where it like could have been their own original ideas and then some executive was like oh no we can twist it so it fits this with this pre-existing um license thing and like you know that kind of stuff um it's so from I the mean, director of it's from, the director is the writer of big that tom hanks movie where he turns into an adult really the guy who wrote big <laughs> wrote and directed oceans eight Okay. He also wrote Dave, the movie about uh, fucking Kevin Klein becoming president. Okay. Okay. I think that's what that movie is. I don't know. Ivan Reitman directed it. But yeah, he also wrote and directed. Uh, yeah, so this guy Gary Ross. He also wrote and directed Pleasantville. He directed and wrote a uh, Sea Biscuit, the first Hunger Games movie. No, okay. Pleasantville was fucking great. It was weird as hell. Yeah. God, I love that movie. Joan Allen masturbates and sets a tree on fire with her fucking cooch. What? Oh my God. Okay. Have you not seen Pleasantville? No, no. I have not. So Pleasantville no, is about I... Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon being zapped into a Leave it to Beaver style 1950s sitcom. So then they use their early, so they use their late nineties, early two thousands teen attitude to lead a revolution in the town, causing people to gain color. One of the ways that happens is Joan Allen's in the bath, starts masturbating, then a tree outside sets on fire. When she comes, okay, okay. Pleasantville's a good movie, I think. <laughs> you think? That's gonna do it for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, leave him in stunned <laughs> silence. <laughs> Assuming he came in and just... No, no, again. I'm just sitting here stunned. I'm just sitting here stunned. <laughs> Outstanding. I've done my job then. Um, we'll be back when we're back with an episode of the DestroProds.com. Movies and a television podcast in between now and then, though. We got shit coming out. I don't know. <laughs> Until then, I'm dead. I'm Caveman. I'm Rascal. Okay. I'm Rascal. <laughs> We will see you guys next time. I think I need brain bleach. It's not enough. <laughs>